warning. If you do not like hearing the following words, booger, sex, poop, butthole, fart, pee, boobies, sacks, dingleberry, booger face, then this show might not be for you. Hearing the following words booger, sex, poop, butthole, fart, pee, boobies, sacks, dingleberry, booger face, then this show might not be for you. This is the after party at 980 WCAP. We're professionals. Barely made with any salmonella. 978-454-4980. Numbers coming at you. I'm puking in the kitchen, and then I farted. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, Conversion tables on WCAP after time. Everybody. The circus is in town. Are you going to be uh, driving any deuces in any plastic bags? What? People were pretty pissed off. I was throwing feedback chairs everywhere. Upside down question marks on them and stuff. That's what happens when you, when you rub my tum-tum the wrong way. <laughs> Right on the edge. Hey! Welcome to the after party of 980 WCAP. I'm Chris Publon. Joining the studio, I have Mr. Alan Richardson. Hey, I'm back. Hey, I'm Chris Publon. Joining the studio, I'm Alan Richardson. Hey, I'm back. See, we're trying to do the, you know, intro. We also have Bob Philpott twice because we have the disclaimer twice, right? I, hey, sometimes our <laughs> sometimes our system freezes up, and uh, you know you have to hit a certain button, and you know things happen. It's a show full of double deliciousness. That's right. And plus, we do have two poo stories in the next hour, anyway. Two poos, uh, hey, two poo What's, what's Cindy talking about over there? I have I hear Cindy. <laughs> Yep, she's got somebody uh, who's called in. Yeah, yeah, she the, has the big guy. Oh, oh I got you. Yep. <laughs> well, we turn that microphone off for a minute then. <laughs> hey, uh, this is the after party, and uh, you can always join us if you give us a call at nine seven eight four five four four nine eight zero. She totally call us. It'd well, be so cool. Hey, uh, you know what? I, I was able to listen to uh, the 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 St. Patrick's Day dinner over at the Inn Conference Center tonight. That w- that was pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. They, they have all the bigwigs. The uh, they even had uh, they had Steve Sweeney. He headlined there. I think he he dropped the S word. <laughs> oh, spit! 
Yeah, yeah, spit. He said spit a few times. No, it was cool. It was really funny to listen to. It was cool to hear Ratty Mom, uh, Governor Charlie Baker. He did a marijuana joke. Oh, dang. He, he's firmly, oh, he's firmly against, uh, the legalization of marijuana. And he was talking about all the different, uh, uh, you, you heard about all the senators that went to Colorado yeah. to, uh, to, uh, you know, learn more about the legalized marijuana. To air quote research. Yeah, to air We're just going to go check out what it's like. <laughs> uh, are you bringing your wives? Hell no. Right. Well, he, he came back. Uh, well, he, his whole joke was, uh, they all ended up coming back. And he was able to look at the bill, and one of the senators, uh, he, he, he was able to see all the bills uh, for, for things they spent on food, and he said that one of them spent $4,200 on Doritos. <laughs> and uh, It was a pretty funny joke. I, I mean, I kind of, I figured that's where he was going. When he first started talking about marijuana, I'm like, oh, man. Is is this going to be him expressing his views, or is this going to be a joke? And sure Here enough, comes a budget river. <laughs> <laughs> he did mention he's against it, but anybody who's been following the news knows he's against it. Among with many of the, uh, the top lawmakers, especially with that report that came out, because uh, I know Governor Baker and uh, 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 Boston Mayor Marty Walsh, and then the third one I can't. Oh man, uh, Mara Healy, I think they they all wrote a letter uh, uh, in. Uh, an op-ed to uh, the Boston Globe, I believe it was, all about their view and how it should not be legal. So they're firmly against it. But then the senators, their 111-page report that they uh, uh, filed from their uh, uh, research, air quotes, over in Colorado, uh, it was it was non-biased. And their real main uh, worries about legalized marijuana is the edibles. Yeah, and I can completely see that. Uh, no, because the edibles are like way regulated and and not uh, hard. <laughs> like they're not very strong. Well, I mean, if you eat enough of them, they're very strong. Trust me, it takes a lot of them. No, well, but not I mean, really. Like, I mean, depending on who you make. Now, I had a caregiver that used to give me a menu every week, and uh, she she sent me uh, she gave me a br- I got a I got a brownie. I bought a brownie. Yeah, and I'll tell you, they said only eat half of it. And, uh, oh boy, I ate the whole thing. And yeah, but that was it, not a fun time for you me. You can't, like, say that's a reason for not doing it. Because that's like, well, we can't sell 30 beers in a pack. I think that's a good reason. Because that's too many for one person. To regulate it. You know how you, you, right, you can get booze, but you can't buy moonshine. Now, here, I guess you can get moonshine, but I, I think there, there needs to be some strict education about the edible process. But anyway, hey, I don't want to get too far into that stuff. That's a whole different No, the, I'm back to the, we're getting political. This episode's <laughs> got no jokes, just politics. <laughs> right. Well, I'm just saying edibles are really strong, and when they, especially in Colorado, when they're trying to mimic like see, really Skittles not, or see, M&Ms, that strong in Colorado, really. Yeah, well, that's one of their biggest things is that <laughs> ER visits, and and it's funny how they take the facts and then they run with you, with them, telling you what they want to tell you. But they have uh, their ER visits are up like crazy because people from out of state are coming to Colorado eating their edibles. And they're eating too many of the edibles. Yeah, these people are wusses. <laughs> I know. But you know also, what, this, what this is doing is thinning the herd to people we don't need. Right. But you, other people dude, will see things differently. you want to eat 20 weed gummy bears? <laughs> <laughs> but it's the problem when and then go the other guy goes... diesel movie? Well, yeah. Then they're going to drive somewhere. And I mean, and, and that is the difficult part to regulate. And the thing is with, with the report is they, they, they're not saying that they're going to completely oppose legalizing marijuana, but they'd like stricter uh, uh, regulation on the edibles. They did use the phrase, like, totally awesome. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> about 36 times in the report. Right. I, I believe that was about 36 to 39, around there. Four or five pages totally into awesome. it, they just start talking about the time they went to Burger King at like 2 in the morning, and Tony totally got too many burgers. Right. But the rest of it's pretty, uh, you know, political. Right. And they're like, you know what I mean, brah? <laughs> I think that I read that at least eight times. There's, I think page nine is just a uh, pretty, honestly, an in-depth review of Bob Marley's greatest hit. <laughs> but, uh, hey, you know, I've been on school vacation, so I don't have a whole lot to complain about. But I am happy being able to actually catch up with my all that yeah freaking reading I, I finished my practicum i i made an eight page paper about the after party and i have it all written up and i i just have to do the editing process to get it perfect but i don't it's not funny there's nothing funny about it's it it's a lot just, like the the report on colorado where it's just a bunch of like totally awesome yeah and, yeah and like you, you know what i mean bro yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of that and so. then nathan said the funniest <laughs> thing and we laughed and we laugh. Sometimes Mark calls in and it's funny. I know. I need to get. To, I, I I especially need to start getting those movie reviews again. Yeah. I really miss those after eleven movie reviews. So, uh, uh, Donnie, I, I need to get Donnie back on the show. We need to give him a call. <laughs> but hey, I, I do want to plug something going on this weekend. Which plug it, man. Plug uh, it like a lava lamp. Beards and brews two dose. Favor. I haven't seen the first one. Am I going to be lost? Uh, no, 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 no. You can just go there and you can just dive right in. Uh, it, it, it's a beard competition and it's free to enter the beard competition. You, you just have to have a beard. You got to go there and be like, hey, look at this rug. Look at the rug. All right, look at this doormat. <laughs> On my chin here, uh, and you're part of the beard competition. There's so many different categories, and uh, and it there's a brew. Uh, uh, it's not a brew competition, but hey, there's brews. You there's going to be 17 different breweries there, and you get 20 tickets. You got if you go to Facebook and just look up beards and brews two, uh, you will be led to uh, the Maiden Lowell site, and uh, it'll show you where you could buy tickets. And I, I think uh, tickets are about 28 dollars, but you get 20 tickets. Uh, 20 beer tickets, and like I said, 17 breweries. Uh, I haven't been to one of these ever and had a bad time. Uh, I, I'll tell you. And how many I, have have there been? Two. <laughs> this will be the second one. No, last year I was pouring for Narragansett, but uh, in general, with Maid and Lowell, and they do these type of events. They're always so fun. Whether they're uh, pub crawling, no, I don't want to call it a pub crawl around the city, but they have uh, beer tastings around the city. They've done that even in the colder weather, and that was really fun. Ooh. I know last year. I mean, it, it's in the same location, Mail Number Five. And uh, I know last year they were in that spot, and I was pouring for Narragansett. And everybody was coming up to me telling me how great my beer was. And I'm like, hey, I'll make sure to let them know. <laughs> That's not my beer. You're, I'm like, just... You're dang right it's mine. <laughs> I'm just pouring it. Brewed and naked. But <laughs> Drink away, but boys. I, I, uh, I wasn't in the beard competition last year. And this year I decided, you know, I'm, I'm going to start growing this thing. And uh, so I'm going to be in the beard competition. I even got it all trimmed up to make it look all nice. And my uncle, he's going to be hanging out with me also. Yeah. So I got Uncle Billy. He's coming. And uh, he's going to be in the beard competition with me. And uh, it's, it, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So You it, guys should do a joint beard thing so that when you kiss each other on the lips, I'm not going to kiss <laughs> one giant beard. <laughs> we just put our faces next to each other. No. His face is all stubbly. <laughs> you have to kiss him or else he's not going to win the competition. Well, I'll tell you, it, a good way to poke, uh, pick me out among the crowd is I'm going to be with somebody who looks about 20 years older uh, than myself. 
like almost a version of me, twenty years older. I don't know. It's weird. Like I, I, I have a. Although he is bald, I am not. I have hair. He does not. So this is literally just going to be Looper with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, 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 kind of like that. Kind of like that. Only I'm a little bulkier than uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Nah, but... man, you look just <laughs> like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. The first time I met you, I was like, oh, my God, this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I, I know. I don't know so how to do it. So imagine my disappointment. He's, he's, uh, he's brown-haired. I'm blonde. It's crazy. Yeah, I must have been in a phase that time. Anyway, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, I'll probably talk about it a little more uh, t- tomorrow on the morning show and the living for the weekend, where we actually have we have Cape and Brewing Company coming in after two. So, uh, oh boy, I think that's everything I got to plug. Um, all trimmed up. Neighbor tried. Oh yeah, uh, neighbor tried to give me a history lesson. Yeah. Yeah. What happened there? Well, I'm. I'm doing my philosophy, right? And I'm trying to catch up with my homework. And you can't tell somebody that that's... the moon landing was faked. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't tell someone that. You can't tell somebody you're doing a philosophy paper uh, without them trying to... Like, especially my philosophy paper is about immigration and uh, the whole refugee thing. And and I have to explain somebody else's view. And uh, he was telling me his view. And that I... sounds like hell. Having to ask somebody their opinion and write a paper on it? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Because not only do I have to write about their opinion, I have to write about other people's opposing opinions on their opinion. You know what I mean? That sounds like you're talking to too many people. So I had to shut this guy down who was trying to give me a history lesson on immigration in the 50s. What's that? I didn't. No. I should have. But he would have had a stroke and we'd be talking about a different story. Yeah, a way better one. Yeah, I guess. I spent the night in jail. (laughs) <laughs> assaulting an older man. No, it's it's completely legal to stone cold stunner someone if they've annoyed you. Anyway, as long as you spill beer on them and give them the finger. <laughs> right, right. But I didn't want to waste my beer, dude. Yeah. Then you know what? Right, anyway, just continue. <laughs> th- this is shaping up not to be as funny as it sounded in my head, but uh, philosophy is rough, and I want it to be over. And I'm so happy this is my last class. Oh boy. That's it. That's it, man. How have you been doing, Alan? I've been pretty good, man. I've been traveling. I uh, I went to Colorado for a while, and then I went to L.A. for a longer while. Yeah. L.A. was pretty cool. in Long Beach and Hollywood and Huntington Beach and San Diego, San Bernardino. Went all around. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. It was it was a blast. Yeah, that must have been really fun. Uh, see, I, I know we're trying to go on vacation, but... We're trying to do something. Normally, when we go on vacation, we go to uh, Indiana with the family. But I think we're, this year we're trying to ditch the kids and do something with just you should man the just wife. like lock him in the house and leave him like a bowl of cat food. Right? Oh yeah, I was figuring uh, dog food has more protein in it. So yeah, but cat food lets them know who's the boss. Yeah, I just feel like I'd come home and they would judge me too much. Who cares? They're children. Yeah, I guess you're right. You know what? I'm you just going to call just... my mom and see if she... <laughs> no. Oh, wait. You want to babysit them? Yeah. Oh. They can come live with me. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. My apartment's totally ready for children. Okay. Legos everywhere. Well, the five-year-old, he loves Legos. I mean, the other oh, two, no, you got I, Wi-Fi? Well, hold on. I wasn't going to let him use the Legos. Oh. I was going to be like... What would... No, he wouldn't be able to use my Legos. Oh, well. Um... Sorry, I don't know. It's like, it's <laughs> I'll call kid. my mom instead. I think I think my mom's available. No, I'll do it. 
Yeah, you'll do it. You don't sure? worry about it. Yeah, no, it's gonna be good. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I know you already have all this bonding experience with them. Yeah, from watching them sleep yeah. and finishing their dinners. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll, I'll see. I'll see. I'll, I'll clue you in when we're about to do this vacation thing. No, nah, don't worry about it. No, I'll do it. Yeah, next week. <laughs> Some yeah, point just, next just, week, I'll come pick up your kids. Come right. live with me forever. And, that, uh, that might be cool. All right, man. Just let me keep tabs on them every once in a while. Yeah, no problem. But no, we, we were thinking about traveling somewhere. Um, but it, it's interesting that you. If, it must be cool to be able to just get up and do it without, you know, kids. Yeah, yeah. It must be awesome. It's sweet. It's um, it was an exciting like month. Yeah. Because I went to New York, and then I was home for a week, and then I was in Colorado, then I was home for two days, then I was in L.A. for like a week and a half. So you went back and forth a few times? <clears throat> yep. That's confusing for everybody around you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Try living with me, man. Yeah. I have. I Are have, you home? I have four or? roommates. They, really? Yeah, they were all confused. Yeah. Are you back now? Or? I, a guy moved in in January. Are you going to be in Arizona tomorrow? <laughs> Oh, I got moved in in January. I met him like a week ago. Yeah, I live with him. Like we share like an apartment. That's just, strange. It's strange. It's weird. But well, um, when you're a single guy and you don't have any, you know, attachments, it's easy to kind of live with a fan, like a, a group of friends, right? I don't know him. <laughs> right. Well, so it was just like he was. I don't. But uh, it's weird because now that I'm home again, it's just like the pace is kind of different. Yeah. I mean, I keep him busy with comedy and stuff. Right. So I mean, it's been good, but. I miss the warm weather of California. Yeah? How how was it out there? Oh, dude, it was beautiful. It was, was like, every now and then it would just hit me that it was February and I was walking around in a t-shirt. Yeah? All right, now, you did say you went to Colorado. Uh, how, how was uh, their stuff over there? It was good. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> how did the prices... Oh, man, I don't... Maybe after 11 o'clock I'll bug you. Yeah, no, I'm in trouble. I will say... I'm it just was just curious. It was crazy, like, hike up mountains in there and you could just see for miles. Like, we really? were in Boulder... And you could see Denver. Yeah? Yeah, because we, I mean, we were pretty high up, but it was just everything was so flat you can just see for miles and miles. No kidding. See, for me, like, or, look, when we go to Indiana, you could see for miles because everything is, it's just flat. But uh, I feel like here we have so many trees. It's all hilly here, too, you know? I, I, I guess it's hilly also, but I don't know. I feel like it was hilly in other places, too, but all they have is corn. I saw way less trees out in the Midwest than we have out here. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, the furthest I go is, is Midwest. I was wondering if I were if I were to go on vacation, where's the next place you're going to be going on vacation? Uh, I might be going to Austin in How a couple do you of pick? months. Uh, <laughs> you just yeah. point well, at a map. Well, I mean, New York, I go to to do comedy and stuff. Uh, okay. When I I go to Oregon every now and then to go see my brother. Um, All right, Carissa, so you have family in those. Yeah, areas, Carissa right? and I had just talked about going to L.A. to yeah. do music and comedy, so. Uh, and then Ween was playing in Colorado, and then I have a buddy that's doing shows in Austin and inviting me to come along with him. Yeah. See, I got to pick, and G- Gabby's trying to go back with and forth with me, like, oh, well, where would you want to go? And she has all these good ideas, and she just kind of wants to see the sights, and me, I'm just yeah. like, never really thought about it. Can, uh, I can usually Pennsylvania? just walk around aimlessly. Yeah? Maybe I wouldn't want to go to Pennsylvania. No. I, I was thinking about the whole Ben Franklin thing and being able to walk around and kind of tour that, like certain cities. But I've driven through Pennsylvania and I wasn't really too appreciative with what I saw. I'd only go there if I could, like, take a poop in the same toilet <laughs> as one of those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, right. so I, just like, I can think about the fact that like, we, we both sat here. Those toilets don't work anymore. <laughs> oh. 
and just poop in a bucket paper. and be like, there you go. <laughs> I'm like the third president. Oh, man. So I, I don't know. Like, if, if I were to go somewhere now, I really got to think about this because I think the next vacation I take, I might be able to, uh, Get away with, uh, you know, if, if you're not available, maybe give the, the kids to my, to my mom. I'll be available. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about it. Don't you even seem bother very asking adamant about taking my Yeah, kids. man, don't worry. Just don't ask your mom about it. Don't even tell Gabby. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I gotta let them know, but I, no. it'll, it'll be nice. I'd normally... actually prefer it if you didn't tell them. About it. <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> <laughs> when we went to Indiana, I still had a great time because we were able to go to, uh, uh, Kings Island and, and try all these other different uh places but i mean I, I didn't think about going as as a comedy route you know that'd be a good idea i don't know go to new york city new york city i feel like i'd be anxious the whole time why i don't know gabby would want to do all this other stuff and it's wonderful going to the city yeah <sighs> i don't you like know the what, city man? what i'll come with You'll come with? Yeah, your kids can hang out at my house and I'll just come with you. <laughs> well, that kind of defeats the purpose now, doesn't it? Nah, I got roommates and a cat. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the roommates cat you don't even know? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, roommates that haven't stolen my stuff or eaten my food, so like they can watch kids. Oh, yeah. Is, is that your qualifications? Yeah. <laughs> now, what's your test for knowing that they haven't stolen your stuff? I mean, my stuff's still there. Right. Do you ever try to make it easy for them? Like, hey... I got a hundred dollars in my top drawer. I mean, yeah. Don't anybody take it. No, a lot of times I'll leave fifties in the kitchen table, right. and that and it just says, uh, "I dare you," with a post-it note on it. <laughs> right. And uh, and they've never lived up to the dare. So it, it leads me to believe that they, you know, they're trustful roommates. Well, I mean, trust enough to watch your kids. I I guess I guess. Well, I'm not I gonna will like, consider it. I'm not gonna let them like handle my records, but <laughs> they can definitely watch your kids yeah um, all right yeah oh boy so i'll watch your kids well my roommates watch your kids you me and gabby will go to new york okay her and i will have fun and you can hang out in i can just stay hotel. in the hotel yeah, yeah watch karate kid 2 karate kid 2 and go uh swimming every once in a while if we get a nice classy one with the pool i can't afford that no, all no right. we're well, staying at a hostel all right that that i guess i'll deal with three that. of us are sharing a bed we're saving so, uh, hey, man, have you done anything to celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Absolutely not. No? No. I Because um, I know you haven't been drinking. Nope. I'm I, not going to knock you for it, but we're drinking Guinness at, after 1030. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I went to work. I did a favor for someone. I came here. Yeah? No, well, thank you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know what I did do was have to deal with a bunch of drunk women on the street outside the uh, radio station. Oh, really? That was, was, it, was it fun? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a blast. Uh, but, uh, no, it was like... Maybe we can get somebody to join us in no, the next half hour. No, we no? don't have to at all. All you uh, gotta do is run down there and say, hey, I have one microphone open. Well, there are, like, Which one of you drunk people want to join us? They were like, you know, like the old, like... 40 to 50 year old women in those the are the best ones they think and uh well they're all hanging out on the stairs uh, for the wcap stairs and i i um i flicked my cigarette into um the bucket and outside the bar there and i had to they were block blocking the door and i had to get in here and i said uh oh, excuse me can i sneak by you and the woman gave me the dirtiest look and then just slowly shuffled like a foot over really and i was like yep this is a lull on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I was like, "Thanks it's for thanks for living up this stereotype, well, it's lady." Because you weren't paying the toll. 
What tool? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, well, I know uh, for for me, I, uh, hey, I celebrated a little bit. Well, I, I worked here. I, I got here at 5.15 this morning. Beautiful. And uh, so in, in around 6.30, I could smell the uh, the corned beef that was cooking downstairs, Cappy's Copper Kettle. And I'm telling you, they started cooking this stuff on Monday, and it just, I you could probably smell it in here. If you walk out and come back in, you might notice. <laughs> but uh, so after 10 o'clock with the morning show ended, I went right downstairs and they uh, I asked for some corned beef and they delivered. It was very nice of them. And then not only that, I went to go get my hair cut. And what do they do? They give me a beer over at Eiffel Beauty. Thank you, Jackie. That's awesome. She, uh, she trimmed me up, trimmed my beard. And then uh, I went home. I ran about uh, 2.9 miles. Because uh, I felt like I had to. <laughs> uh, what else did I do? Jeez, uh, let me run down the whole day. It's yeah. a busy day. Uh, I went to Navigation Brewing Company, hung out for a little bit, and then I came here, started writing some news, and uh, got ready for this show. Dude, I missed this show. Had I missed you, and I, I missed you, Bob. Thank you, Alan. I missed yeah. you, too. Yeah, I missed you as well, Alan. Yeah, man. Uh... But we're going to be right back. All right, man. We're going to be talking about St. Patrick's Day on the other side of the break. And uh, I'll, I'll some of the truths and myths. I'll uh, be here forever for you. St. Patrick's Day. So stay with us. You're listening your to the After Party at 980. Have come over my house. We can chill. I haven't watched your kids. Will you kindly tell to me who owns that horse outside the door where my old horse should be? Ah, you drunk, you drunk, you silly old until you cannot see. That's a lovely sow that my mother sent to me Well, many's the day I've travelled a hundred miles or more But a sow with a saddle on I never saw before Now, as I came home on Tuesday night As drunk as drunk could be I saw a coat behind the door Where my old coat should be So I called the wife and I said to her Will you kindly tell to me Who owns that coat behind the door Where my old coat should be Ah, you drunk, you drunk, you silly old fool Till you cannot see That's a lovely blanket that my mother sent to me At the after party, kid seats are just ten bucks They're free Back to the after party Party of 980 WCAP. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm Chris Publon. Joining the studio, I have Mr. Alan Richardson. Where's Alan Richardson? Here's Alan Richardson. Hello. We also have Mr. Bob Philpot pushing all the buttons. Answering the phone if you want to give us a call at 978-454-4980. Or you can call 978-454-WCAP. Your choice. And uh, we're, we're chatting about uh, St. Patrick's Day now. Uh, what would you do for St. Patrick's Day? Uh, that, sure, you can tell me. I mean, it's funny. Like, throughout the years, I, they've all been very different for me. But they're yeah. all pretty fun in general. But, I've never been one to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. I don't like a holiday when it tells you to dress a certain way. 
Yeah, except, except to wear for Halloween. <laughs> well, I got on board with St. Patty's Day because it was all like a drinking holiday. Like that's where I first learned about Irish car bombs. Yeah. Yep. Oh boy. Yeah. My but, birthday's the 14th, so I've always I've already I've always had like a drinking holiday right next to it. So right. St. Patrick's he's always been like the I don't want to drink again kind of day. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, do you ever have the Irish car bomb? You know what that is? Oh yeah. It's like Guinness, Bailey's. I feel like it's something else. Jameson. Jameson, yeah, yeah. and and the, the the Bailey's just curdles. Yeah, you have to like chug it. Yeah, and uh, otherwise it gets all chunky that's and the weird. Car bomb part. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, Worst uh, hangover of my life. Yeah, really. Oh yeah. Oh, I believe it. Brutal. I, I know. I, I did. I, I did some bad things that night, but. Uh, <sighs> I don't I know. I don't my worst hangover that. ever was it was like New Year's Eve 2013. Well, New Year's Day 2014. Jeez, if we want to talk about worst hangovers, mine was when I was in Dubai. Yeah. <laughs> that one wins. Yeah. Well, what happened was we, we we were at ship. We were on ship for uh, I don't know a few weeks, and then we pulled into Dubai, and they let us leave the ship for that night. But we were, we had to stay in that area, and they had a beer tent and they had a wine tent. And uh, you were only allowed to buy two tickets at a time, but you could buy two beer and two wine. So I'd go in the line, I'd get two beer tickets, and I'd get two wine tickets. So all night, I was drinking two beers, two wines. Two beers, two wines. That mo- I had to be at work that morning by 7, and I don't think oh. I got to bed till like 10 or 11 or 12. And I know I woke up, I felt like someone smashed me in the head with a hammer. Oh. And I was, I, was, uh, I was throwing up. But the way our we have these uh, public restrooms, you know, because we're we're all there's eighty of us in one area, and our sergeant major was coming through, and I'm telling you, when I'm heaving, I'm a screamer, <laughs> and that's that was, a, that was a bad day for me. That was just anyway, hangovers. Yeah. But uh, hopefully you don't have a hangover uh, because you're hydrating properly tonight. Drink coconut water, everybody. Yeah. Dr- Drink your coconut water, but there's there's a lot of myths to St. Patrick's Day. Much Tell like me most more. Ha- holidays, you know, they're, they're, we we normally think we have a grasp on what's going on, but we don't. We just get we do it. It's like a bad game of telephone, you know. We we do what we see everybody else doing, and we don't ask questions. Tell me more. <laughs> I found a list here that kind of gives you a list of facts about uh, you know uh, common myths about. St. Patrick's Day, and uh, and and just the real story behind them. Like for instance, he wasn't even from Nantucket. <laughs> he wasn't from Nantucket, and he wasn't even from Ireland. What? <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> As a matter of fact, uh, th- there is very little about his his life, but there, there's a little bit people know, uh, including the fact that Mr. Patrick he was not even Irish himself. In fact, uh, <laughs> he was actually, they, they think he, he was, was born Polish. in the British Isles uh, around 390. And he didn't come to Emerald Isle until he was 16. That's when he was kidnapped and enslaved by Irish pirates. Classic. Now, at 16 years old, all right, this guy, captured by Irish pirates from his home, and, 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 and on Wikipedia, it, it tells me Great Britain, but he was taken to, uh, uh, as a slave to Ireland. Looking after the animals. So he's taken in and his job was look, to look after the animals. After six years of being in captivity, he escaped and he returned to his family. Like, imagine that though in 390, alright? 
390. They're, they're probably just like, oh, we were wondering when you'd be back. Get to yeah. work. There's a cow that needs milking. You're not dead. You owe us some work. <laughs> right. But, uh, I mean, soon after that, he became, uh, after, uh, after becoming a cleric, he returned to Northern and Western Ireland. <laughs> and, uh, in later life, he served as a bishop. But little else is known about the places where he worked. So, that's how. Uh, he's like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 3. Oh, jeez. I just watched the, the most recent Mission Impossible. I mean, with the one with, with, Jer- with some Jeremy Renner's in, isn't it? Is, uh, is uh, that not the Tom guy in Shaun of the Dead? I don't know. No, that's no, no, Simon the last Pegg. one. Yeah, the last yeah, one Simon with, Pegg. The last one's with Tom Cruise still? Was yeah. Go- oh, I thought they made another one recently. They did, and it had Tom Cruise in it. <laughs> oh, wow. I didn't know that. That sounds awful. You know, knowing... Look, everybody says how short he is, but he's only a half inch shorter than me. And it makes me feel really short when everybody's knocking him about how short he is. You know what's a terrible <laughs> movie? is Jack Reacher. Really? Was that that bad? That one's bad. I hear the books are really good. Yeah, but, but the movie's terrible. Yeah. Speaking of him being short, it's like Jack Reacher's supposed to be this big, brooding, physically... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a monster of a person, yeah. yeah, a huge dude. Yeah, but he's played by Tom Cruise, so it's just like, all right, man, that's out the window. Well, if you watch uh, uh, Mission Impossible and you you look at the cast and who he's with, notice the camera angles and how they always make Tom Cruise the biggest person in the shot. Yeah, he's never the smallest person, and if you if you know he's short. <laughs> Especially shorter than the other people, you start to be able to pick it out because things just don't look right, like symmetrically. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm using the wrong word there, but I don't know. Wait, did you see the last? Did you see Ghost Protocol? No, the one where I think he's in Dubai. He's like climbing up the side of the building and stuff. And um, that movie, you he's should having, watch. He's it. having beer and wine together. What's that? Dubai. Dubai? Oh, was that where you... No. Uh, maybe I got... Yeah, back. no, I was in Dubai. Yeah. That's where I had the beer and the wine. We were in port, though. We got to travel. If, if you left the where we were at, beer was really expensive out there. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, so in that movie, though, he hits his head on everything. Yeah. Every single time he does a stunt, he misses by, like, half an inch and hits his head on something. <laughs> and, like, I, I didn't know if that was them trying to be, like... Him being like, I'm so tall, I hit my head on stuff all the time. That's why Scientology makes so much sense. <laughs> him, like, him overcompensating for his shortness, or if them, it was them trying to build suspense. Yeah. I'm like, he can't quite make the jump, he hit his head. <laughs> but it happens literally every time he makes a jump, he misses by a little bit and hits his head. So, hey, well, uh, <laughs> myth number two. <laughs> of Tom Cruise. Of Tom Cruise. Let's just, of St. Patty's no, Day. Of, of Tom Cruise. Is, uh... That St. Patrick brought Christianity to Ireland. See, I, a lot I don't of people like do myth. think Tom Cruise brought Christianity to Ireland. <laughs> well, he didn't. Uh, it, it was already thriving. I'm going to skip this this myth because uh, this is the one I wanted to get to because I always hear people talking about that the fact that he drove snakes out of Ireland. Well, he actually rode a bicycle. He actually rode a bicycle. Yeah, he and, didn't and drive them anywhere. They didn't have a uh, Ireland. They didn't have a car yet. Right. Well, actually, they they say that uh, Ireland never had snakes to begin with. What? Tell me more. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, before the last ice age, Ireland was simply too cold for snakes to survive. Uh, then, when the glaciers uh, receded, it left the land in Ireland impossible for snakes to reach. 
fossil records from the country corroborate this, as no evidence of snakes has ever been found among the animals living there. So what they're saying is the whole fact that uh, Mr. St. Patrick <laughs> uh, drove the snakes out of Ireland, uh, it, it's more of an analogy. You following me, no. young blood? So he's the reason there was an ice age? He is, in fact, the reason there was an ice age, and that uh, he's not the reason there was an ice age three, was it? No, really? no, no, that one no. Wasn't good. Yeah, he he was only responsible for the first one. Not the second one. Not the second one. All right. Well, cause who was responsible for the second one? Because oh uh, man, I don't know. That I only watched the first one. Yeah. So yeah, no, he did not drive the snakes out of Ireland. Uh, Saint Saint Patrick just uh, kind of helped with the whole, you know, religion thing. He was like, hey man, Driving don't be a jerk. Yeah, yeah. I got the snakes out here. Uh, another one, the Shamrock. You, we've all heard about the Shamrock with, uh, you know, maybe Mr. Uh, Sir Charms and his Lucky Charms. But, uh, the, the myth is St. Patrick used the three Did you just clover. call the Lucky Charms leprechaun? Th- his Sir name Charms? is Sir Charms. Yeah, look it up. His name I, I is looked, Sir Charms. Yeah, it's weird, man. I was looking no, up his sir. name. Look it up, man. No, Say, sir. hey, what is the Lucky Charms uh, leprechaun? And then somebody said, uh, in one of the websites I found, said uh, his name is Sir Charms. Yeah, okay, and I thought that was pretty, be wrong. I, you know, I tried sneaking that past you, and uh, nope, nope, didn't have it. <laughs> no, dude, you're not going to, come on. But, uh, yeah, this See, is a boring on, myth, though, so I'm going to skip this one. Lucky uh, Charms is the first cereal to include marshmallows in the recipe. That sounds interesting. Yeah. No, the mascot of Lucky Charms is Lucky the Leprechaun. Oh, Lucky. nope, nope, sorry. Also known as Sir Charm. Ah, there it is. Lucky the and Leprechaun. originally called L.C. Leprechaun. That's L.C. for show, yo. <laughs> <laughs> the cartoon character was played by Arthur Anderson until 1992 when he was convicted of arson. <laughs> what? No, I didn't uh, say the last part, but that would be cool. It just ended on a, on a lame note, so I had to add it. Uh, Sir Charms? The That's going to be my rap name. The next myth <laughs> is what I think is really funny, is uh, a lot of people think that Irish people must get hammered on St. Patrick's Day, but uh, in fact, St. Patrick's Day uh, was a dry holiday in Ireland. At least it started off as a dry holiday. Uh, I think that's been lifted since the 60s. But Americans do what we do with everything, and we just take it too far. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think I'll be seeing some of that when I leave tonight. I know you will. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to be uh, an exciting drive out of Lowell. going to be well, dodging cars. just be careful. That's all. Um, you're not going to be the problem. It's going to be everybody around you. That's why, uh, you know, uh, St. Patty's Day, I think, is more fun to celebrate in the comforts of your uh, own home. Because much like, I mean, uh, a lot of of police officers, they are certainly out in full force tonight. Because this is like much like, what would you say is worse, uh, Fourth of July or St. Patty's Day? Fourth of July. Yeah? Yeah. Because, all right, look, Fourth of July, you start, you have barbecues, sure. You have, uh, uh, but, but you're eating a lot of food. I think the main food for St. Patty's Day, I mean, all I've eaten today was corned beef and cabbage, and I'm not complaining, but that's only protein, and then you're almost, uh, yeah, I don't want to say ushered, you're almost cheered to drink more. That seems to be a St. Patty's Day huh, tradition. Well, I feel like July 4th, everyone's way more into partying, because like, this is just March. Everyone's right. just still getting over winter, and it's generally not nice out. Today's not nice out. It was nice out for two hours. That was weird, but like, yeah. that was it. I just feel like, I don't know. Yeah. There's fewer people. Plus, like, you don't get St. Patty's Day off. Right. Or even the next day. But if you're in that position where you could call out, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, I could certainly, I mean, 
You know what, Bull Moose? I'm not coming in tomorrow. <laughs> I got real sick in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in. Right. Out. Well, we don't know. You're ordering a sub. Your yeah. stomach may react uh, differently towards it. Yeah, someone asked me, I was like, what did you eat today? And I was like, a Cheez-It? Like, a cheez It's Like, no, I had one. I took it from someone else. <laughs> oh, speaking of, uh, let's go back to St. Patty's Day. Leprechauns, they actually have nothing to do with St. Patrick's Day. Uh, oh, you just ruined it for me. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, truth be told, uh, here's the myth. Uh, leprechauns are inexorably linked with St. Patty's Day, but in reality, the little green red-bearded troublemakers are an important part of the Irish folklore in general, uh, but they literally have nothing to do with the historical St. Patrick's Day. Leprechauns didn't appear in Irish literature until the Middle Ages. Well, after uh, Patrick's return to Ireland... While you probably see drawings of leprechauns during your St. Patrick's Day shenanigans, it's not because of their link to the holiday. It's just because they make a handy representation of something it's Irish. It's just because you're ignorant Americans. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that shiny thing. That, oh, that makes me feel good inside. <laughs> a leprechaun. Yeah, that's Oh, man, I love that stuff. We're just like, I know it has nothing to do with it, but I like leprechauns. <laughs> Um, it was, I, wa- I was watching uh, 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 Pencil- Always Sunny in, in Pennsylvania. In, in Philadelphia? Uh, yeah, in Philadelphia, yeah, Pennsylvania. I was, it's because I was thinking about Pennsylvania earlier. Um, yeah, Always Sunny in Philadelphia where uh, <laughs> Charlie finds a leprechaun. That that was funny. And it was really just a midget that dresses up like a leprechaun and pickpockets everybody. Oh, I haven't seen that one. And uh, he set up, le- every year he sets up leprechaun traps. And the midget, he happens to trip and fall into the his sheet pan of glue and he can't come up. that's awesome and uh, uh it, it was pretty funny yeah i won't tell you more about it i think i already gave it away but anyway see it uh green wasn't always the traditional saint patrick's day color uh it looks like it was gold green's better yeah, because gold's just tacky. <laughs> Plus, like, spring starting, and I just like leprechauns. All right, and um, I know we got to take a break in about four minutes, or six minutes, actually, but this is one of the myths I wanted to get to, and uh, it all debunked is Irish people don't really eat much corned beef. That's not true. <laughs> uh, well, it, the myth is corned beef and cabbage are the traditional St. Patrick's Day feast. Well... What is true is it's it's halfway true. Uh, in Ireland, not so much. But when they were coming here, corned beef was a cheaper meat to get a hold of. So they started eating uh, more corned beef here just because it was it was it was cheaper. It was easier for them. So uh, it it did kind of become more of an Irish meal once they were already Americanized. Yeah, once they were building our buildings but yeah yeah but it was mainly because of the cost of the meat i think it used to be lamb hey man that's why i ate hot dogs <laughs> really yeah, yeah dude it's cheap as crap <laughs> you get like eight hot dogs for three bucks you're good for two lunches right yeah that wasn't right man don't 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 agree yeah, there's that. a hot dog or, guy here now and he's different than the uh have you gotten the hot dog from that guy Oh, no, I don't yeah, know about this. Yeah, do he's by the bank up the road here, uh, by Middle Street. Is uh, he open now? Uh, probably not. Uh, no. I gotta go and find oh, out. I'll be back. Hey, but, yeah, uh, he'd make some good money tonight. Yeah, yeah. He, well, he would, yeah, for sure. Unless everybody has their, uh, dreams on, uh, um, corned beef. He can just tell them it's corned beef. Yeah. It's dark outside. Well, They're drunk. Well, I'm happy I got my corned beef. Hey, uh, I, you know, we have a few minutes left. I just want to mention uh, a show that I'm gonna be doing. 
Uh, and it's going to be at the Bash, Tommy Duggan's Valley Patriot Bash. It's there. Uh, he he does a year anniversary every year, and uh, he has all the big uh, state senators and uh, state representatives. And and I I feel like I'm going to have to start my set by apologizing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, I, and I warned him too. I said, Hey, are you sure you know what my songs are like? Are you sure you want me doing this? He's like, Oh yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, can you do ten minutes? Uh, Ten minutes of filth in front of people that are running our country. Yeah. Poo uh, one, you're an American hero. If anybody wants to buy tickets to this, I, look, go to Facebook. Everything I just send to Facebook. Uh, Valley Patriot 12th Anniversary Bash. Uh, it's, it's guaranteed to be, guaranteed to be a fun time. I went to the last one and I, I had a blast. Would you call it a ball? Uh, would you, would you, I mean, not like, not like a dance, but like, would you, you have a ball? You would have a ball, yes. Would you have a blast? You would have a blast. A good old time? I, a good old time, yeah. And the classic Flintstones way, a gay old time? No, I don't, I don't think it would be a gay old time. In the Flintstones way. Well, I mean, even in the Flintstones way. I mean, I, I don't think it would be a gay old time. No, I, that's what I they think, say in the I Flintstones. Think, I know. It would be, a, they, gay old, be they, a gay old time. Well, yeah, I understand it would be a gay old time, but I don't think it pertains to the situation. Yeah, everyone's happy and gay and like, oh. Maybe. Well, I don't know. There might be mixed emotions. Maybe people feel obligated to be there. And so more they like see Fra- my set and they're like, oh, what the hell am I doing More here? like Act 3 of Frankenstein kind of yeah, way. Yeah, maybe. Like you're in the burning church. Maybe. I don't know. It, for me, it's going to be weird because I know my own set, and I, I know I get kind of paranoid in front of specific people. But Well, hey, man, it can't go any worse than that birthday party. Yeah. Well, and believe it, I got an email saying that we were very funny that night. I don't think they enjoyed us at all. My I, favorite part is when we stole the mic stand back and the magician <laughs> got so confused. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know how this is going to go. He told me, don't worry, you're going to go on really late. So at that point, I, I don't know. I just, how, how do you think Spank Bank's going to go? I think it's going to go amazingly kinda, well. Yeah. Uh, that maybe I'm just like beating myself up over nothing. There were a few uh, politicians in the room when you were at the, doing the show at the Athenian. Yeah, there was also superintendent of schools, uh, Salah Kalfawi. But this was also a difference. I don't know. I'm just, you know what? It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's I'm looking it's forward to it. It's going to be a gay old time. It's going to be next Friday, uh, March 25th. I think that's good Friday, too. March 25th? It's gonna be really good. Yeah. And then it's going to be a great Friday. Yeah, it's going to be a great Friday. Not, not just a good Friday. What am I doing that Friday? Yeah, what are you doing, Alan Richardson? That Friday I'm working. Yeah. The nice. night before, I'm headlining at Lincoln's in Portland. Oh, yeah? yeah very exciting. Nice. I love going to Portland, Maine, man. And then the 30th, I'm at Westbrook, Maine. What else am I doing? I don't know. Uh, the 20th, I met the Dana J. Bine roast at Improv Boston. Super pumped about that. You know, I met him when I, I before I was doing comedy. I did uh, this thing called Camp Prof. I, I took an improv class for a summer. And then we got to go to Camp Prof at the end. And because he works at Improv Boston, I yep. think, he was one of the instructors. and he And he taught the stand-up class. And that's all I was interested in. And uh, at the end of this whole weekend retreat of all improv, we all got to do our own thing, and I got to do stand-up. And that, I think it was my first time doing it in front of that guy. Yeah, Dana is uh, like the nicest dude you'll ever meet. Yeah, he was a really nice fellow. Dana J. Bine, man. He's a real funny dude, real nice guy. Just put out a new album, oh, yeah? Western Masochist. Super funny, and you should listen to it. Everyone should listen to it. Yeah. I'll just take this time to plug Dana J. Bine. I guess. I'm and- doing a show with him on Wednesday. Jeremiah is in in Worcester. 
All right. Well, hey, we got to take a quick break for news. Yeah, Jay, but I'm just buttering him up because I'm on his roast and I'm going to make fun of him mercilessly ah. and I need to like... Yeah, that makes sense. All right. Hey, stay with us. We'll be talking weird news on the other side. And hey, let me watch your kids. Time now for the odd headlines with the after party on 980 WCAP. Welcome back to the after party on 980 WCAP. I'm Chris Publon. Joined in the studio, I have Alan Richardson. <laughs> Alan Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. Alan Richardson. We also have Mr. Bob Philpot pushing all the buttons, answering the phone. <laughs> You want to give us a call at 978-454-4980. Don't forget, go check out Beards and Brews on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, get get your ticket now, because I, I think they're going to be selling out real soon. And uh, it, it's going to be a lot of fun. You can see this big rug I have on my face. You can that, finally see the face yeah, of Chris Poublon. You know what I like doing? I, I like fluffing it out and taking selfies and I uh, noticed putting that. up weird pictures. I noticed that. I recently, I shaved off all my face hair. Oh, yeah? I got a mustache, but... Yeah, you have a nice mustache. Yeah. That's it. I don't think, I, I don't think I, like, it could qualify as a nice mustache. Well, it looks like, a, like, a, like a weird porn stash. Yeah, it's weird. You color it, don't you? I wanna, yeah, when I go on stage, if I just have a mustache, I'll color it black so it stands <laughs> out more because I'm a weirdo. Well, uh, t- today we're going to start off in uh, Wayne, New Jersey. Wang? Wayne. Oh, like, uh, right. my name is uh, Wayne. Hello, Mr. Wayne. <laughs> anyway, uh, an armored truck in New Jersey dropped a bag full of money on a local highway. Uh, st- stopping traffic as bills were thrown all about the road. Oh, uh, that, those guys are fired. <laughs> a bag of cash fell out of a of a, a, a Garda truck, Guarda truck heading uh, west on Route 46 in Wayne, New Jersey. A passing truck then struck the bag, causing bills to fly into the air. Imagine that. That'd be insanity. <laughs> That's, that you know someone's life changed in that moment because. Right then, they were just miserable driving to work. And like, yeah, I'll get out of here as soon as money falls from the sky. <laughs> <laughs> and then he didn't notice the truck was stopped, and he crashed. Uh, but it's really dangerous to kind of pull o- like to pull over on the side of the road, especially on a highway. I'll tell you, though, I, I found a $20 bill the other day. It was on the Ooh, ground. Tell me more. I, I was walking, and uh, my, my woman, she parked on a specific floor. And we share one car. And... Uh, uh, so she gives me the keys, and then I walk back, and I go to the floor that she was parked at, and I'm walking to the car, and I'm looking at the ground, and I see a crisp $20 bill. Ooh. And uh, I was a happy fella, I gotta say. I know somebody else was a really upset fella, but uh, I'm a big fan of finders, keepers, losers, weepers. How am I going to track this guy down? Right. So uh, it, 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 it earned you itself a picture nice spot on the bill. It was Mr. <laughs> Andrew Jackson. <laughs> But a uh, witness uh, told reporters that bills were spread all across the highway and traffic came to a stop. <laughs> uh, the witness says he took a look around and uh, he just sees a massive amount of money flying down the highway. So uh, so I walk out a little further and you see it's just $20 bills all over the place. Jesus. See, I found one and I was happy. Imagine, dude, you pick up 10 bills. That's 200 bucks you just got. <laughs> I mean, did they make everyone give the money back? 
Uh, well, a driver and several civilians attempted to scoop up the loose pills, but police said only some returned the money. Uh, it's unclear how much money was lost or how the bag fell out of the truck, but uh, authorities say it seemed the truck's back door just flew open. I, I yeah, those guys are fired, <laughs> and no one's ever been so fired from a job before as that as those guys. Twenties all over the highway. That would stop traffic. Yeah, dude. I, so honestly, people, like I, I consider myself a decent person, but I would not. Ret- I'd be like, you know what? No, you screwed up. <laughs> I win this one. <laughs> I win this one. But I mean, all right. And and how many people can police really pull over if there's money all over the place and cars? Naturally, I think cars are just going to pull over to p- scoop up all the dough. I mean, I. I I I love that. That's that's great. Yeah. I'm glad oh, that's man. not my job. I'd hate to think that I'd leave. It, may, it could be if it was coins that would have caused some damage. Well, now imagine the guys that have to do community service by picking up trash on the sides <laughs> of highways, <laughs> and you're going through the woods picking up McDonald's cups, and all of a sudden you stab forty bucks, and you're like, oh yes, oh yeah, <laughs> I am so glad I committed arson. <laughs> well, until you get checked on the way back, then the guy they, checking you is like, oh, yeah, I'm so glad you just put it in your belt. Some. You can hide 40 bucks from I a guy. I think they get searched. Like, put it in your around. butt. I think they get searched. In their uh, butt? Everything. For dudes picking up trash? I don't. Oh, hold on. <laughs> I'll return. Oh, is your food here? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, awesome stuff. I, I, you know, that would never happen to wherever I'm at. I, I just, I couldn't imagine a bag full of money. I, I, would I pull, would you pull over, Bob? Uh, I might. If a uh, big bag if of money con- explodes. If the conditions were safe, I think I might. Yeah. I actually do, um, know somebody who, uh, worked, uh, for an armored car company and, uh, one of the doors was left open one time. And, Get out of uh, here. Yep. Uh, but it wasn't cash. It was, like you said, coins that went out. Yeah. Now, how much of a pain did that cause? Uh, he didn't realize that it happened. Uh, he had people um, making, flagging him, and he didn't realize until he actually got way far away. <laughs> Your door is open. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah, whatever, buddy. <laughs> uh, it could be worse for everybody else finding that, too. It's just a bunch of pennies, you know. Yeah, That'd be a bummer. That's I wouldn't pull over for that. <laughs> yeah, but quarters, I, I don't know. I, I mean, 20s up in the air, that's crazy. I couldn't imagine. Lucky, lucky, lucky for everybody that else. That just makes me think of uh, like uh, Chuck, no Chuck E. Cheese with the uh, being in the that little container there with all the stuff flying around. Yeah, <laughs> right. Only they're not driving 60 and on a highway, Yeah, having to pull over for all that money. I Oh, man, that's like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, we'll we'll get to the next story now. Uh, oh, anyway, uh, yeah, I already said it. it's unclear how blah blah blah. Poor them, people are out of jobs. Yeah, well, they're not out of jobs. They got fired deservedly. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. and if I could say, uh, the person I know who lost all those coins did not get fired. He did not get fired. No. No kidding. So th- there must be some protocol that maybe maybe it wasn't his fault. I don't know. Uh, I don't he, know how he stuff played, works. He played stupid. Oh, really? That's yeah, where to go. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta play stupid in those, uh, the, those things. I'm just loudly unwrapping food. I know, I know, I turned your microphone off. <laughs> uh, alright, so the next story here. Alright, I, I, I grabbed two, uh, poo stories. Two poo stories? Uh, unintentionally, I promise. A poo blonde special? A poo blonde special, yeah. Uh, but, 
it just it, it kind of stood out in my mind because I think we've all been in this situation where, all right, this one fella, uh, he was speeding home, and he was pulled over. He was going 75 miles per hour in a in a 55 mile per hour zone. Uh, the 24 year old told police that he was rushing to get home because he had to go number two. Completely reasonable. All right. Sometimes, all right. Look, I don't know what was in his diet. Uh, just sometimes you, you need to get home. Now, I tell myself personally, like if if I'm speeding to get home. I can't speed for that reason. What if I get pulled over? Now I'm going to be stuck even longer on the side of the road having to go to the bathroom. Yeah, I just um, find a place. Well, this guy, he decided to speed home. Well, once the officer pulled him over, uh, the officer said he smelled unburnt marijuana in the vehicle. All right. Now, in Massachusetts, that wouldn't matter. They, that doesn't give an, an officer probable cause to search a car now. Uh, but in Florida, laws are different. So, uh, Mr. What's his, his whole name? It's, uh, geez, Carlos Adonis Ramos Arazos. I'm going to just call him Carlos. Right? <laughs> just say his whole name every time. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos, he was asked by the officers to uh, step out of the car. Uh-oh. But he allegedly refused numerous times. Uh, police said Carlos managed to lock the car door and drive away from the scene. But, you know, as officers do, they're going to follow you. Yeah, you're not going to win that one. No, no. Uh, before Carlos got to his house, he allegedly threw something out of his car window. Uh, the item was never located by deputies, but the arresting officer said he believed it was the marijuana he smelled when he first approached the suspect's car. It was a bag of poop. <laughs> no, that comes later. Uh, when Carlos got home, so he gets all the way home, he's in the driveway. He is uh, trying to get into his house, but the officer, you know, they, they're following him. They're, they're very close behind. He's He's running to the door. An officer fires a taser at Carlos. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what happened is, is they saw Carlos reaching into his waistband with his right hand. That's what the officer says. And that's when the officer fired him, fired a taser at him. Uh, d- despite being attacked or being struck in the back with prongs, Carlos refused to follow officer commands. Uh, but he was eventually subdued. Uh, officers searched the suspect's car for marijuana. They said they only found a small amount of shake. Uh, that's just the uh, little clippings, little uh, shavings of marijuana. Uh, while en route to jail, while taking to... Now, they're at Carlos's home. They could have said, all right, look, you're under arrest, but if you got to poo, we got, if you got to go number two, we, we got five minutes. We don't have to take you now. You, you still have to go? Did the did the did the taser not empty your bowels? I'm very surprised he didn't empty his bowels when he got the, tasered. He did it in the car ride on his way to jail. God bless you, Carlos. <laughs> this, it just sounds like a lose lose there. I don't know who's winning this one. Now, yeah, especially you're in Florida. It's not it's not 50 degrees like oh, it is man, over it's here. So humid. Uh, oh man, that guy's got the swamps. So, and he did it on himself. So, do you think when you get to the lockup, they give you a pair of clothes? Like, do they have changes of clothes for occasions like this? I just, I read this story in, in utter horror, just thinking, like, I would never put myself in that situation. 
Dude, it all started because he was like, um, I got to poop right now. <laughs> and then everything went horribly wrong for old Carlos. <laughs> that poor, poor boy. It sounds like it could be a country song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. So the damage, uh, pl- officers say the damage was mostly in man hours dedicated to cleaning the car. Oh. Uh, I'm trying to say find what they arrested him for. Uh, but it doesn't even say what he's being charged with. I would uh, imagine uh, uh, evading police officers, whatever. All right, poor Carlos. Anyway, next story. All right, now this is a completely different type of problem, but also involving number two. Unintentionally, I promise. Um, It's in Baltimore. Uh, A woman is suing city officials and contractors... After she alleges uh, she was injured physically and emotionally when her toilet exploded in a geyser of feces. And I'm sorry, it's not my fault. Uh, I didn't write the story. I just found this intriguing. Um, uh, Angela Wright's lawsuit alleges she was sitting on the toilet in her Baltimore home in November of 2014. So this happened uh, uh, two years ago. Uh, when she was blown off her toilet by an explosive backup of sewage, that poor woman. Oh, that! All right, look, I would emotional damages for sure. Like you, you know, Psycho had that woman. She was doing the movie and she couldn't take a shower ever hmm. again because she was like traumatized from that. Imagine having a like being traumatized from your toilet. I mean, it wouldn't traumatize me. I would certainly sue for emotional damage, but I'd be lying. <laughs> I'd take that bit to the bank. I've had worse. <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be like, the only thing is, like, it depends, like, what. I'm not gonna get into detail of what, what, what it would matter about it, but like, I mean, the, what if the, all your neighbors were phrase, Indian? Huh? <laughs> what if all your neighbors were Indian? Oh this man, is a backup of curry can't be any worse than mine. I promise. Yeah. I, I, I oh man, that's just so funny. And geyser well, of feces is such a sweet <laughs> phrase. Yeah. That sounds like a death metal band. <laughs> it does. <yeah. laughs> or at least like their second album. Well, uh, Miss Wright, she alleges the backup was caused by contractor Spinello. Spinello. Uh, using high-pressure hoses to clean out the sewer lines in her neighborhood. Uh, the Spinello men came in here, she says. Uh, once they stopped the machines and I showed them I was covered in feces, and they were blown away. Jeez, that what a what what, what great fr- th- those are quotes too. That's what she was saying. That's insane. Imagine that, like you can't even take a shower yet. You like have to be like, look, look, this is. I didn't do this to myself. For the record, I'm covered in poopy. Yeah, my my toilet was fine before you came here. Uh, <laughs> and now, I mean, the, uh, Louis Glick, Wright's lawyer, says uh, his client suffered physical and emotional injuries from the incident. She was She was blown off the toilet that day. <laughs> she had to clean it up herself. Can you imagine doing that? That would be the worst part, honestly, is cleaning it up afterwards. Oh, man, that's awful. Uh, He estimated damage to the bathroom, uh, which has yet to be repaired, was uh, $14,000. Oh, God. Uh, Yeah. Oh, you know what would be the worst is now your toilet's broken. (laughs) Yeah, right. You have to go to the nearest store. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be the worst. You know, I worked at a Dunkin' Donuts once, and uh, I, I had to have been, uh, I think I was like 19, I was 18 years old, it was before I joined, even 17, it doesn't matter, I was 18, yeah. 
And there there was one time there was a lady. She left in a hurry. She came in. I don't remember selling her a coffee or a donut. Uh, and she just left. She was wearing a dress and she ran out oh. all of a sudden. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> my We didn't have a janitor, needless to say. And uh, my boss... Uh, she came up to me and said, hey, Chris, we need your help in the women's room. Oh, Lord. Be like, no, I don't go into ladies' rooms. Yeah, I should have. I should have. But I have this work ethic where my boss tells me to do things and I do it. And yeah, it, it was so everywhere, man. It was on the mirror. It was oh, on the floor. God. It was on the handle. It was on the seat. It was all over the seat. There was chunks on the floor. And I had to clean that up. And I'm like, I'm, I do coffees. I don't do this. Oh, my God. That was a rough day, man. That's terrible. I, I just, I remember seeing the lady run out, and I didn't make the connection until, like, a little... See, the second I see someone leave the store in a hurry, I'm like, someone go check the bathrooms. <laughs> oh, man. But this happened in the comforts of her own abode. I mean, oh, awful. Well, the not lawyer... Comforts. Yeah, not anymore. Uh, the lawyer says she's seeking... Uh, $250,000 if we go in front of a jury to compensate her properly for the enormous blows to her psyche and physical self. All right, you know what? It just kind of dawned on me, too. $250,000. Who? All right, Erin Andrews. You know who I'm talking about, Erin Andrews? Nope. She's been recently on the news suing because uh, she was at a hotel and uh she has a stalker and the stalker oh, yeah, drilled yeah, yeah, the yeah, hole yeah. and and uh she i think was going for millions of dollars let me see here really quick i think she won 50 million 50 million yeah and 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 the lawyer uh naturally gets a big chunk of that but uh all right so Aaron Andrews naked video of her on the internet all right it's it's a grainy video it's uh not that I've seen it or anything. I'm just it's uh and 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 it's it's forever on there and she all right, that's that's a bummer. That's emotional damages, sure. But she's getting a lot of money for that. This woman gets blown off of a toilet with with feces everywhere, completely covered in it. What's worse? Well, the thing with her in the hotel though, is that the manager or not the man, whoever's at the front desk told the guy what room she was in. Right. And booked an, 55 million. And booked the next room to her. So it's like, that's like a, whoa, dude. Like, yes. you really could have avoided this by doing your job correctly. Right. But the next thing you're going to do is like, just you're going to get a new job, like an armored car place and just leave the back door open. Yeah, right. I mean, how can you trust this guy now? Because he he completely violated, uh, a, a, you know, the sanctity of of her, you know, trust. But yeah. my question now, all right, after getting through that, all right, sure, she was violated, and and I I mean I hope I don't offend anybody listening, but what's worse now, you being filmed naked by a stalker? That that, de- that he did go to jail, but I mean that doesn't stop stalkers a lot of times. See, I think the stalker one's way worse. Is that worse? Yeah. Now, is, but I mean, all right, if you were to compare money damages, this woman she went to go use the bathroom and stuff got blown up and things. Well, here's she the got other physically thing. removed like a cartoon. She probably can't ask for much more than that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because who is she suing? Uh, you're right. You're right. She she's suing probably the company. 
Right, uh, so she can't get her millions of dollars right. from a company like it's that. It's not like she's... You, I didn't even think about that. Sorry, this just kind of came to my mind. This woman, she's suing like the hotel. Yeah. The Marriott. And, and, and the Marriott's got millions. And if if they pay, they're only going to have to pay half of that $55 million. And do you think she's going to get any money from the guy? I mean, she's suing him also. And he's supposed to pay like $33 million or whatever, too. I don't know, I'm doing my math all wrong. But either way, she's not going to see more than $6 million, but, jeez, getting blown off a toilet, I mean, to compare and contrast the different, oh, man, that's rough, man. That's insanity. I don't even like dealing with my own kids' turds. Like, my, my five-year-old, he's having a rough time figuring out how to get it all in there. And for me, like, I, I like almost like dry heave in my mouth when I'm trying to, like, clean the stuff up. Now, Gabby, she has no sense of smell. So she she looks at me and she's like, "Oh, you're making that up. Knock it off." <laughs> like, can you clean it up? <laughs> I don't know. It's rough, 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 rough. All right, poor woman. Poop uh, some rough stuff, man. Poop some rough stuff. I'll try not to pick any more poo stories, but no, uh, dude, please do. That was uh, certainly more than necessary. Uh, hopefully, she gets her two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Oh boy, I just couldn't imagine. I've dealt with power pre- uh, pressure washers before. <laughs> That's like, I mean, that must have hurt too. I know. Like that, that <laughs> it's like the worst, but it's also the greatest. Oh boy, I got one more story, and then we're gonna go to break. We're gonna come back, and I got a couple uh, uh, Guinness because St. Patty's Day is not gonna be finished unless you have Guinness. Now I don't have that Guinness that everybody's used to. Actually, they have a Guinness Blonde Ale, and uh, we have a Guinness Stout. So that'll be cool. I think I had that at the Lowell Food and Wine Festival last year, and I I remember liking it. So I'll uh, have to refresh my taste buds in the next half hour. But we have one more story to get to. And I I thought this was stupid, but I I figured why not. It's over in Salem, Oregon. And uh, there's a fella. And this has been going on when you're wearing a stupid hat uh, on your ID. You know how you're not supposed to wear a hat when you're getting your driver's license? Well, people have been getting away with it. Uh, claiming uh. it as part of their religion. So, like, all right, most recently, besides this fella, we had a local case here, I think it was in Lowell even, where a woman was wearing a strainer, a colander... I remember that, yeah. ...on her head in her picture, claiming she was a pastafarian. Now, a pastafarian <laughs> relates to uh, atheism, uh, where, uh, you know, you don't know whether God exists... Like, God could exist much like the flying spaghetti monster, you know? <laughs> we know it doesn't exist, but, you know, there, there's no way to prove that it doesn't exist, just the same. It's something stupid like that. And and so he kind of compares it to the fact that, you know, much like we uh, pray to the cross, you know, maybe the colander could be a holy symbol. You know, uh, so when you're following that kind of logic, sure, you can claim the, the religion pastafarianism, and that's how this one woman got away with, uh, wearing the, the strain around her head in her driver's license. Can we just, like, put something into the law that if you've got something like that, you just get pulled aside and get, like, five dope slaps? I just, I just don't get it. <laughs> well, that, that's the point of it. It's supposed to be making fun of religion. Right. Where it's like, we might as well just believe there's a giant spaghetti monster. Yeah. And they kind of believe it just out of, like, I guess, hate of religion. 
I, I guess. I mean, atheism is certainly its own religion in itself. Just it, It's like the color white. You know how white is the absence of color? Yep. It's like re- atheism is the absence of religion, but it's still a religion. Religiously. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because if you, if you say you're agnostic, you, you just don't think about it. <laughs> you're like, oh, if I see something, I'd be like, wow, man, that was cool. I can get on that train. But you don't really think about it unless something kind of happens. You're not looking for it. Yeah. If your atheism, if, or, or, and most, you can't deal with somebody talking about the religion without telling them they're wrong. <laughs> and that's, for me, that that's what I've experienced, uh, at least. So, I'm, hey, if I'm wrong, hey, I apologize. But that's what I've seen. Most people that are very adamant about there being no God. Now, for me, I'm like, hey, if it happens, like my own personal views, I feel like we're just mold on the planet. You know, like we just kind of happen. Yeah. Like we disappear. And there's something about us. We're, we're all the same. We all have the same feelings and stuff, but we, we die and then we move on and then we're, I don't know. I it's just don't kinda, think I care. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm I just like, you know towards. what? We, whatever. Well, I gotta eat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but this one fellow, this Oregon man, he wore a silly fox hat, uh, on his head. That's what it in quotes. A silly fox hat. It's it's it looks almost like a, a Pokemon fox that he wore on his on his head, and that's on his driver's license. And uh, it was rejected, and he won. All right, a nine-month legal battle, oh. citing uh, his American Indian religion. <laughs> Dope slap. Yeah. So this man, he goes by the name Bishop. And he wears his fox hat wherever he goes. Perfect. That he, does he have no last name? Just Bishop? Yeah, his name is Bishop. Yeah. Yep, that's this guy. Uh, he goes as part of his religion uh, wearing his hat. And uh, he was allowed to wear the hat while having his, ticture pa- uh, his picture taken. I almost said ticture taken. That would have been weird, huh? Isn't that weird? That sounds like another religion. That? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the DMV. Uh, he says uh, he is a practitioner. Of the Seven Drums religion, it's one of the Nez Perce religions where we all have an animal totem, Bishop told uh, reporters. He said the fox is his totem, so he wears that hat every day as a symbol of the spirit. Uh, you know, when I was in Iraq, if if you didn't have a picture of yourself wearing a hat, like I know uh, Indians would wear turbans. So, uh, normally, when people had their ID, because I had to check everybody's ID, and then I had to search them depending on their ID, you know? And if they didn't have a hat on, they had to remove their hat, and I had to look in their hat. But if the Indians were coming in and on their on their passport, it showed them with a the turban on, I couldn't do anything about the turban. I really? couldn't even touch it, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Those things are on tight, too. I mean, they, really? they do. Yeah. It's weird. I saw one roll a turban, and in my mind... Like, a turban always kind of just kind of looks, you know, it, it, they take it off and it's still shaped like that. Yeah. But a turban is like a, a really big handkerchief. Huh. Just all rolled up perfectly. That's insanity. Yeah. To, to see it happen. That's all cool. I know that religion's not for me. I, yeah. I can't even fold my bed sheets. When I was in Iraq, there was a truck driver. Like, one of my jobs was I had to search uh, trucks for bombs also. Because uh, trucks would drive into where we were stationed or where, where I was, uh, sta- yeah, uh, from Jordan. And... uh We'd be worried, of, and they'd bring in supplies, and we had to unload all the supplies yeah. and everything. So I had to go around the truck and uh, uh, search for bombs to make sure, you know, no shenanigans. And uh, one guy, he just got out, and he, he set his hookah up, and he offered me some, and uh, I said no. I passed to the grass, man. And then you said no, 
but that looks bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Uh, <laughs> you're on top of it, man. <laughs> uh, so he, he's a practitioner of the Seven Drum religion. Uh, he says the fox is his totem. He looks like a dork. Uh, then down at the state office where all the IDs go through, a gentleman saw my ID and thought I was just wearing some silly hat. So, yeah, he got some shenanigans when he went uh, through the DMV. And uh, one person saw it and was like, I don't think so, and reported it. And he was like, uh-uh, this is my religion, mofo. I'm a fox. Crazy like a fox. Do you believe him? I don't know. I think he's just a dork that loves foxes. Got away with too much as a child. You know, like those kids that uh, need to argue over everything. Oh, yeah. You can't wear that fox hat. I'll tell you. I'll even get it on my driver's license. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, stupid, stupid, stupid. Those are the news stories for tonight. <laughs> it was a beautiful news story segment. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Hey, it took us uh, some ways. But hey, you know what? We are going to take a break. And uh, when we come back, we have some beer to chat about. So uh, stay with us. You're listening to the After Party at 980 WCAP. We will be right back. See you soon. Across the edge of town. And I told the boys we story. And we had another round. Some beer, and uh, tonight, tonight, hey, I'm, I'm a very happy fella because uh, hey, it's St. Patrick's Day, and uh, for me, I, I feel like uh, one of the. Now, I, I don't typically drink a lot of uh, uh, Guinness, but I found two beers that Guinness does that uh, I really enjoy. Now, a lot of people are diehard fans of the Guinness Draft, where uh, you know you get the nitro, it's creamy, it's roasty, it's. It's uh, it's it's certainly a staple. Oh wow, that's that's an interesting design here. I'm seeing on the Guinness Blonde, it's using some colors I saw on the uh, the St. Patty's Day uh, myths versus facts type thing. But anyway, hey, I have a a Guinness Blonde Lager. It's an American Lager. Uh, now is Guinness Irish? Is Guinness Irish? Yeah, yeah. Because these are all made in America. Here, this one especially says made in USA. And uh, this is the Guinness Blonde I'm talking about. And uh, I know Guinness used to, as far as I know, only make, like, that just that one beer. Guinness. Guinness, when you think of Guinness, you don't think of them having a, a beautiful blonde ale. Or blonde lager, for that matter. This is not yeah. an ale. difference between lagers and, uh, and, and ales is uh, ales are brewed or are fermented at a warmer temperature. And lagers are normally low and slow, low and cool, colder temperatures. And, uh, but yeah, good stuff. So, 
Um, I'm on their website here. And hey, what do you think? Have you already tried a sip? I have not. No, but mm. I, I think I'm familiar with this one. Oh, this is good. It's 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 certainly not a hoppy beer, and they're not really known for uh, crazy hoppy beers. And it being a lager, it's it's very fresh and uh, refreshing, very crisp. Yes, this is a very tasty beverage. Now I I need to update my Untapped because uh, I think if you have a Guinness of any type today, especially today, you get three badges. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I need to get my badges for uh, for all this beer badges. <laughs> Yeah, man. Badges? We don't need no stinking badges. We don't badges. need no stinking badges. <laughs> I need a badge. Because, uh, especially Guinness. You gotta drink a Guinness today because it's St. Patty's Day. It's almost a rule. Thank you. I've had my shamrock shake and now I've had a Guinness. <laughs> yeah. I'm covering all the bases. <laughs> but, uh, very light. Uh, here it's saying hoppy. But hold on. Let me try another second. I was gonna say a little malty. Hmm. Yeah. I would say more malty than hoppy, but I mean it does have kind of a floral type of flavor, like uh, it, it, it in the very lightest. And if that's the hops, then you know I'm not going to argue with it. But I don't know. This is really good. If I were to go for a lager, this Guinness American Blonde Lager, it's very flavorable. Flavor. I'm saying flavorable. <laughs> it's late in the evening, folks. It's St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Actually, I, I posted on uh, Facebook saying, "Hey, if you catch me slurring, give me a call." It's a rough day. I'm trying to do uh, the best I can being sober, and uh, I've been doing a pretty darn good job. Uh, but hey, uh, you've get, been doing an awesome job. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Alan Richardson. Uh, this is five uh, percent, twenty-one IBUs. So I mean, it's it's bitter. It's a typical, but it's not. I mean, you've had certainly a lot more bitter. Uh, it, it, it's very refreshing, and I would actually go out and buy this again. These certainly have their moments. This is, I think, definitely one of those I just mow the lawn type of beers. That's what I would say. I don't know. What, what say you, Mr. Uh, Philpot? Uh, I used to drink a lot of Bass Ale uh, when I was in my 20s, and uh, this has some similarities to that. Yeah, Bass but, Ale. But, but th- that's strange. I mean, this is a lager. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, it's definitely refreshing. It's not, it's not real heavy. It's very, uh, it's golden amber colored beer with a dense head. It says I, I didn't pour it hard enough to give it a dense head. Uh, the hops they use Mosaic Wilmette Mount Hood, and uh, yeah, man, this is this is really good. I'm very, I'm very happy with that, and I'm very happy with the fact that what badge I got the Brewers Guinness Blonde American Lager badge. Two lands, one beer. <laughs> it is interesting It's uh, that it talks about it's got American hops. That's being it's from Ireland. Yeah, well, that's true, too. And, and I think uh, Terroir has a big uh, uh, part to play in how the beer is going to come out. Wow, man, I got like four badges. Lagerjack. One, sorry, I'm talking about my untapped. I'm getting rewarded here for drinking a beer. Uh, and I'm not complaining. But, uh, yeah, man, um... Yeah, hops, they, they have different uh, uh, profiles depending on where they're grown. You know, like uh, wine, where you have uh, champagne can only be called champagne if it's grown in the region of champagne. You know, like if you have mm-hmm. citra hops and you grow it in Arizona, if you can grow it in Arizona, and you take those same citra hops and you grow it here in New England, it's going to have different properties in the beer. So, uh, yeah, that, that's interesting. But, hey... Awesome stuff. I wonder where in America they brew it. It says it's all made in USA. I'm on their website. But uh, 
I haven't had Guinness in a while. I don't. I don't typically drink Guinness. Willamette. Mm. I don't know what that is. Willamette. Uh, you know, um, the uh, milk stout navigation makes right. Mm-hmm. They use Willamette hops in their milk stout. Not that that means anything to you. No, yeah, but. But <laughs> I was trying to Google it to find out where that comes you know, from. No, I, I when I went to a Eiffel Beauty today, I had a Lagunitas IPA. And uh, right afterwards, I went home and I went running. I ran like almost three miles. And in my mind, I was just wondering, like, does do you think one beer would hydrate me a little bit? You, you think that helped a little? I don't know. Mm. I, I'm gonna go with yes because I ran it in good time. Sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I like that a lot. The, the blonde American Lager. It's it's almost juicy too. I feel like when I'm taking a sip, it's actually quenching my thirst. So uh, and five percent, not gonna knock you out of your chair. Awesome stuff. I like that a lot. Okay, now we're going to move to the next one, where we have Guinness Extra Stout. It's like a little, it's even a stout bottle. It's like, everything about it's like a Joe Pesci. (laughs) (laughs) It even has a picture of Macaulay Culkin on the front with a (laughs) circle and a slash through it. Yeah, it's amazing. What great marketing they have. Oh boy, but it's uh, very dark. It, it looks more like a porter. Extra stout tells me it's going to be nice and thick and black, but you can. All right, it's dark, it's black, but yeah, you can't really see through it. It has a nice thick head. Uh, aroma, you smelling it, Bob? How's those? No, you have a bottle, I have a cup. <laughs> well, maybe I should pour in a cup. Yeah. I, 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 I'm thinking it's going to have some roast roasting action going on. Yeah, you betcha, Bob. <laughs> Yeah, but. it takes like a stout. It's it's uh it's good. It's it's good. It's it's okay. Yeah. I guess I enjoy it. Hmm. <laughs> so this is the Guinness Extra Stout. Now, this isn't a nitro. Once again, typically when you think of Guinness, you think of that one beer that has that little widget in the can yes. that helps add to the whole nitro experience. But uh this is not that. This is actually all carbonated with uh CO two. Uh, it is, it is black. It's, it's full bodied. It's, it's, it's a little creamy, but, uh. Oh, not so roasty. Yeah. It, I, I think it's cause I, I, maybe, mild. yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I, I feel like I've been spoiled with all the other really, really, yeah. really roasty beers where, yeah. uh, I mean, this is good. It holds true to what a stout would be. Um, I don't understand why it's called extra stout as opposed to a regular stout, but, if anybody out there knew and could explain to me, hey, I'd, hey 978 4980 I'd even give you a gift certificate. I don't even care if it's a silly explanation, but <laughs> it's 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 a little bit stronger than their I don't know I don't know what their regular stout is called, but it's a little bit stronger the flavor. Right, right. Well, I think that's because of the uh, the different carbonation. Now you're, you're comparing. If we want to compare this to their normal, their their typical uh, Guinness, that's carbonated with the the nitro, so that has smaller little tiny bubbles. That it it's almost resembles like a flat beer, you know. So you're getting kind of a creamier experience as opposed to that uh, that prickly CO2 uh, uh, carbonation, because those those bubbles kind of scrub your tongue a little bit. They scrub your palate down, whereas uh, uh, the, the the nitro you and nitro is becoming really big too because you got Sam Adams there they've been experience, uh, experimenting with nitro oh, really bit. yeah with the, they have a blonde ale 
uh, or a white ale, I think, nitro. It is really good. It, it tastes almost like a, a dessert in a cup there. Well, I mean, I always thought of a, a Guinness stout as it's almost like, yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a milkshake <coughs> of sorts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, kinda. And, and pairs very nicely with anything sweet. Yeah, well, yeah, like typical, uh. Cheesecake. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I didn't even think of cheesecake. Oh boy, it goes perfect with cheesecake. Is this for, this is imported Guinness extra stout. Does that, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm clicking that. No, wait, this isn't 7.5%. The one I'm finding on, uh, this is like 5 point something. Yeah, this is 5.6%. I'm picking the wrong, I'm trying to get this Guinness thing on untapped and it's giving me the wrong one. <laughs> anyway, uh, it, it's good. I, I actually I like the Guinness Blonde American Lager better because if I'm going for a stout or if I'm going for a porter, what I really enjoy is that that roastiness. But this is this is dry. It's smooth. This is uh, it, it's a stout, but it's not going that extra mile. It's mild. I think those Bud Light drinkers they're gonna like this a whole lot. Speaking of which, when I was down there getting uh, down at Cappy's getting a. Uh, I was getting some corned beef. I feel like I'm a snob when it comes to beer. I don't mean to be. I promise. I'm not trying to be. But I'm looking around, and there are tables with like five, six, seven Bud Lights, Budweisers. That's Cappies. Yeah. <laughs> and and every like and and everybody. I don't know. That's just, when I was down there this morning. I went down there at ten, right? And I'm uh, I, hey, I want that corned beef. And then the uh, the guy at the the bar, he goes uh. I know. I heard you on the radio. Go back there to the kitchen. Quit your bitching, he said. <laughs> Cause, and I'm like, hey, I wasn't bitching. I wasn't complaining at all. Hey, I've been enjoying the smell, and I just want to get down with the corned beef, man. So I go back there, and uh, one of the uh, women who works at Cappy's, they're all really cool. They're, they're a lot of fun this morning, but she looks at me, and she goes, you Chris? You're the one that smokes pot all the time. <laughs> I'm like, not all the time, just just most of the time. <laughs> sometimes I'm sleeping. Yeah, sometimes I'm taking a nap. But uh, no, they were really cool. I got my hookup with some corned beef this morning, and uh, it, it it was nice to meet that uh, meet people that listen. That, that's all. But hey, they're in the same building. I guess they they enjoy listening to us in the mornings. <laughs> And they seem they seem to be enjoying themselves right now. I can I, can, I know I can I, hear all the I can music. hear them below. Us. Yeah, they're having a great time. I wonder if they have any corned beef left. They said, uh, "Hey, you can get a single for six dollars. You can get double corned beef for ten dollars." And I said, "Here's ten. <laughs> Load me up." But uh, yeah, no, I was looking around and I see all Bud Lights and Budweiser. <laughs> and I gotta say, like, I don't not like Budweiser or Bud Light or anything. I just, uh, I, I guess it's an easier go-to if you like beer, but you don't really like all the, the different things. The Once joy I, of drinking it. Yeah, I, I think I got obsessed with like the different beers that are actually out there. You know, like I know I've been uh, raving on the fact that I was gonna make a, a red ale, but I changed it. I'm not making a red ale anymore. I, I decided I'm making a. It, it's gonna be a clone of uh, Rogue's Dead Guy Ale. So maybe I can give it like a, a, a dead euphemism. Name? Have we had that one? I've not had it. I've actually been looking for it, but I've only looked at for it in one spot, and uh, I, I think I need to look elsewhere for it and try to find it because uh, I'm interested. I, I feel like I need to get my taste buds familiar with Rogue's Dead Guy Ale, but I've only heard good things about it. So, 
Um, it's funny. I, I thought I knew a thing or two about beer before I started on this show, and I realize now I have no clue. Well, beer, <laughs> it just has such a crazy history that uh, every different style of beer you have has its own story. And it's just really fun to be able to kind of dive into that story and, and see why that beer is what it is. But, I mean, I hate school getting in the way for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. Stupid school and family getting in the way of my beer history. Oh, man, never mind the family. The family's cool. I could dig them, you know. But, uh, it, it, like, we were talking about it off air. <clears throat> when I have, like, right, lifting up the curtain here. Yeah, I know. Let everyone see behind the scenes. When I got to read, like, 60 pages of philosophy in a week, it makes it really difficult for me to decide to, like, you know, read the beer books that I want to read or, yeah. or or even write jokes, for that matter, with with a comedy set. It's just, uh, it's it, it, it gets to be overwhelming. And then I got to write a newscast, too, so I'm, like, torn in every different Dude, direction. Just leave your family, drop <laughs> out of school, quit your job, become a homeless comedian. Right, right, the traveling homeless comedian. Should I bring my ukulele? What? Of course. Yeah. I have a case for it. Perfect. You don't need it, though. You're never going to stop playing that thing. Yeah. I got blisters on me fingers. <laughs> You're not going to have skin left. It's going to be just skeleton hands. <laughs> so, two great beers. Awesome stuff. I'm glad we tried them. I Thank got you. badges. Yeah, yeah, no problem, Bob. <laughs> uh, so, in our last few minutes that we have here for this hour, I'm going to go ahead and get these badges. Dude, he's getting some badges. Getting some badges, man. While you do, while you do the badges, I'm, I'm going to plug my stuff. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. Uh, so, it's, uh, let's see. Coming up here on March 20th, I'm an Improv Boston at the Dana J. Bynes Roast. Go buy his album and come watch everyone roast him. It's going to be a good time. The 23rd, I'm at Jeremiah's Inn in Worcester doing a free show. Uh, it's at a sober house. Uh, they'll open up the doors to the public, so come hang out in a comedy show, not in a bar. Uh, the next day, however, I'm at a bar. Uh, I'm at Lincoln's. It's a speakeasy bar in Portland, Maine, on Market Street. I highly suggest people come to that. That's going to be a good one. That's me, Tyler Morrow, uh, Mark Gallagher. It's going to be a good night up in Maine. I keep bugging Mark to get on this show again. Mark, he's a busy guy, yeah. though. That guy, he, you know, I love being able to follow him on Facebook just because he always does things. He does the weirdest stuff. And, but they're so damn funny in how weird it is. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I don't think anybody could replicate what Mark Gallagher yeah. does. Uh, especially with his new trend and being a, a D-bag. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> and he's doing a good job. Bob, you follow Mark, right? Yeah, uh, I would just, I'd love to know how his brain is wired. It's just amazing the stuff that comes out of that guy's mouth. Yeah, so I don't know. Hey, you're very funny too, Alan. Though I'm not whatever, uh, man. Taking away. Don't from try you. to. Don't try to come bring this back to me. Well, no, it's just th- there's different people doing different comments. Like there's I different do people. What you there's, do. there's Mark, and then then there's you. Yeah, I mean, I don't even count me as a comedian right now. Oh, uh, I mean, you're funny the way like you seem to just go into the zone, and then for some reason, like for me, when I'm watching you up on stage, I just think everything you say is going to be hilarious, uh, and it normally on, no. is pretty funny. Yeah. Whenever I feel like I'm on stage, I, I always think like, uh, I, I don't even know. I think the worst all the time. <laughs> I don't really pay attention when I'm on stage. I don't know. I kind of like recede into my own mind. Yeah? Yeah. And, and you just kind of do? Yeah, I'm just kind of like, yeah, what else is good? Look at that guy over there. I'll tell this joke. I'm in the middle of this one. I got to say this line next. Look at that guy over there. What's that guy doing? <laughs> I got a fart. I hope I don't pee myself. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I always, whenever I'm in the zone and I'm doing really well, 
I feel like I'm on like three different levels, you know? I feel like I'm talking, but above that, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next. Yeah. And then I'm panning the audience, and what I'm thinking is always different than what I'm saying. I always feel like I kind of go into like a robotic mode, yeah. you know, where I'm almost on autopilot. And But it's great when it's working out. Sometimes when I, I just feel like the, the, the controls are all smashed to pieces and... uh like the, the the thoughts, like I almost don't trust my brain to react. To, like being behind a microphone, there's a lot. Like uh, w- without the audience in front of you, there's a lot you can get away with. Oh, it's but beautiful when, when they're all directly you guys have in front no of you. No idea what I'm wearing. I know. Or like how I'm sitting right that now. That bow tie looks fantastic tonight, sir. I know. Well, that's why I didn't wear a shirt along with it. <laughs> I know. I know. So we would probably be St. Patty's Day. You're fantastic. Enjoy my hot, 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 hot short shorts. <laughs> but it's just, uh, and it's funny too because, like, I don't know, doing comedy. I uh, the last show I think I did was uh, the Athenian Corner, and then before that, the show with you. At, at the, the comic at, at, the, at the birthday. Oh yeah, shoot! Yeah. I forgot. Yeah, the birthday. And uh, it's not the same. It's it's. I feel like I could riff like crazy on the radio, but when I get behind that microphone, I see everybody's faces. My brain's just like, nah, screw you, Chris. Yeah. See, when I when I see everyone, when I, when I get on stage, I'm very much just like, ah, I'll just keep talking. Yeah. No one's laughing. I'll talk about <laughs> something else. Ah, they're laughing now. I'll keep talking about this. Right. That's why doing the bash with all the uh, the politicians. Yeah, I'm almost a little nervous just because uh, I don't know. Like like all right, uh, I guess we could get into this in the eleven o'clock hour because we actually do have to take a break for uh, for news. For news. Yeah, we got to break for news. Break for news. Break for news, man. Break. For I don't news. break for news. Well, we have to. We have. I to. don't it's... break for news. Well, this time you will. I break for moose and I break for <laughs> snowboarders, but I don't break for news. But hey, we will be right back, and then we'll we'll, we'll get more into it. So stay you with break us. for news. I ain't After break party, nine eighty WCP. Let me watch your kids. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the after party. We hope you enjoy your stay. Here's Chris Kublon. Join the studio. I have Mr. Alan Richardson. Hey, it, it's me. It's me. It's Alan Richardson. How's it going? It's me. I showed up. You did. Thank you. Yeah, man. We have Bob Philpot, and uh, we have you. If you would like to give us a call at any time throughout the program at nine seven eight four five four four nine eight zero, you could hey, tell me how your St. Patty's Day was. Uh, you can interrupt us at any time during this show, and Dude, please uh, we'll, do we'll chat interrupt us. In the meantime, uh, we're going to chat about whatever we want to chat about, and uh, yeah, good stuff. And uh, the 11 o'clock hour, normally I'm like about to pass out, but I'm doing pretty good tonight, i got to say. My eyes may say otherwise, though, but uh, it's been a long day. I wasn't sure you were going to make it. I know. I think I'm doing okay. I, I had some of this coffee left over, and uh, hopefully I have another energy shot for tomorrow morning. But I know. I, I downed this coffee on the way up here. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> oh, it's important, man. Port Maine? It was important, man. 
Oh, it was important. It, it was important, Chris, for me to have this coffee. Yeah. I'd work all morning, play drums in the evening. Now I'm doing the radio at night. Well, yeah, you haven't been here in a while. So, all right, hey. I'm going to miss this. Did, now, did you have any fun experiences that uh, stood out on your adventures out in uh, different states? Um, I don't really know. I or, mean, well, like... Was it just all kind of like, yeah, we did that? No, I mean, it was all pretty much like, whoa. Like, it was just, it was fun. I don't know. It was just cool to to, to get away from everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like being in places where nobody knows who I am, because then I just kind of lie. And, like, not for anything <laughs> that matters. Like, I'll just lie about the weirdest stuff. Just, really? I get, I get bored easy. Then talking to strangers, you just... I just want to say weird stuff to them, and then they have no idea that I'm lying, so I have no idea why I enjoy it. I, I guess it's because I'm, like, a, a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds about right. But, I mean, I went to Colorado to go see Ween, and that, you know, they haven't, they haven't played a show in, like, almost five years or something, and uh, that was just, like, a magical three nights of it seeing my favorite band of all time you know oh yeah see i've never went with listened my mom. to me neither i went with my mom because you know i'm cool you know well your mom's cool right? she is cool my mom's super cool shout out to my mom right there so i mean hey it's no problem with you i mean i wouldn't want to go with my mom i would but my mom's always been like she she always tries to embarrass me on purpose even when i was a kid like so, I, I try to, and she gets a kick out of it. And I don't know, does your mom, or is it too late? You don't get embarrassed. Oh, um, right? no. Well, or does she try to attempt to embarrass you? I still get embarrassed because I mean, there's like things I did as a kid that she mom, she moms out pretty hard sometimes. Like <laughs> we were, at, I, I she did a moms set, out. I did a set of Panucci's on my birthday, and um, we we're walking into the bar because she came. She wanted to come up and, and see the show on my birthday. Yeah. And uh, we're walking to the bar. I'm like, "What are you holding?" And she's like, "Nothing." And I look, and she's holding this giant tray of cupcakes and my birthday presents. And I was like, "Yo, we're not doing this in the bar." That would have like, been great at Panucci's. No, man, I'm not unwrapping my birthday gifts from my mom in a bar while I'm trying to do comedy about like, you know. A semen. Like, well, that could <laughs> be your set. I mean, it's cool that you're very uh, great about you know all over the the navy and everything. But uh, um, it's just I just so it's like stuff like that. I'm like, oh, okay, man, I love you too. But come on, I I gotta people can't you know I gotta I gotta look weirder. <laughs> uh, well, it's weirder than bringing your mom to a comedy show on your birthday and having her try to make you open up birthday presents. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. My mom went to a Panucci's one night to see me a while ago, too. That's funny, yeah. Mom's bring, going to your comedy shows. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you guys used to do the show at uh, Rosario's. Uh, yeah, she, I mean, she came, she's heard me say, like, terrible things. I don't get right. really embarrassed saying things in front of her. Yeah, I don't get embarrassed Unless, like, in front they're of my clearly mom. true. Like, yeah. when I tell my jokes, sometimes if it's a true story... I like to believe that she might think I'm joking. Yeah. And I think she forces herself to think I'm joking to, like, save herself. Yeah. And uh, so that works out pretty well. See, I don't think my mom can embarrass me anymore. Uh, but I, I know when I was a kid, it was I a mean, lot I mean, you worse. do a pretty good job embarrassing yourself. Yeah, well, that's, that's what I mean is, uh, yeah, I do a pretty good job on my own. Uh, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I'd hate to challenge her to it, though. Like, I'm not going to say, hey, yeah, go ahead, try to embarrass me. I won't ever pull that card on her, because yeah. I'm sure she'll figure it out fairly quickly. Oh, uh, she knows, like, just go right to my childhood. Yeah. And then, uh, oh, dude, I just, I just farted, and it's the worst smell I've ever had in my life. It's terrible. On your side? Yeah. Oh, oh dude, man. it's coming this way, and it's going to be bad. Bob's uh, the luckiest person. Everyone uh, in the radio, you're so lucky. 
Jeez, I've man. got an extra mic if you need it. Yeah, oh, dude, he's gonna. <laughs> this is like, it was one of those instant, like, I regret this decision in my life. <laughs> I'm just gonna exhale this oh, sanitizer. Dude, just, just shove it up your nose. Just save yourself. This, yeah. is, the, this is this is a news story waiting to happen. Oh, I think this is a Why first for the show. Or open your door. Open open the door well, behind everyone, you. Well, I mean, it's a big, busy news station. Everyone's gonna, you know. It's not that busy. I'm the news <laughs> guy. <laughs> Help me here. Oh, man. Dude, farting up the air. Oh, I halfway think that opening that fanned it my way oh, faster. <laughs> it totally did. <laughs> well, fan your oh, door. Oh, jeez. Anybody flicking over to WCAP from WBC right now? <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Oh, what's, uh, I, I imagine someone's driving like, you know what? I never listen to AM radio. What's that like? Oh, man, I just farted and it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. Door. What are they talking about? Oh, jeez. There's no sweaty balls. Um, <laughs> No, I, I, I kind of wonder that from time to time, because I know uh, the guy, when we did the Comic-Con, uh, there was a guy from WVZ there. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the the uh, heavier uh, yeah. African-American gentleman that looked like a cowboy. Um, I, I cannot remember his name at the top of my head right now, but I, I know he's trying to give you the out by being like, yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. You have to try to describe him, and then you went right for African-American in a cowboy hat. Well, that nailed it, didn't it? Kind of. It's just, it's a weird, it's just, I think, he's a weird dude. I, when I walked in that room and I saw him there, I was just like, all right. That like, guy has branded himself. Yeah. Because he was doing a whole trivia show, but he wasn't standing, he was like in his chair the whole time and like clearly like, I'm not getting up. Right. Yeah. So, but I mean, he, he's pretty fun to listen to, but I mean, it, I think anybody committed to AM radio, they have, uh, their shows that they like to listen to. Yeah. You know? And, uh, in my mind, I always want to know, hey, who's actually listening in at this moment? And I do throw it out to call, but I think sometimes we get into a conversation where maybe somebody else wouldn't really want to interrupt. What conversation would someone I don't not know. want to interrupt? I don't know. I, I, always, I always wonder Besides that. Besides us, like, Dude, evacuating the studio. How many of, uh, how many people listen live as opposed to listen online? Because I know this all gets thrown up onto the website at, uh, at nine, uh, theafterparty980am.com. I know that's a mouthful, but that's where it also gets posted. It's worth and it, it gets thrown around all these other places, Stitcher and uh, uh, other places to listen iTunes. to. iTunes. Yeah. We'll maybe even start talking about that. We were talking about something else. Moms. Moms embarrassing. Yeah, I can't look my mom in the eye when I uh, do some jokes. Really? Yeah, there's a joke about how I can't stop, couldn't stop farting during sex. Oh yeah, and uh, she was in, she was in the audience when I was telling that joke, and I was like, oh, I don't look over there. I was telling a joke with my mother in the audience about uh, me getting the news that I was an accident, <laughs> <laughs> and I pointed, and it would have been all good, but I did. I pointed out the fact that my mom was in the audience, and that kind of made the joke a little funnier. Yeah, oh, it's always better when you point out that your mom's in the she, audience. She and yeah, I think the punchline was uh, she said I was. It wasn't even the punchline; it was just the audacity that she told me I was the product of pity sex. Ooh, yeah, and, and that uh, kind of sets a tone for your life. I, I know, doesn't it? I'm like, oh my gosh, because I was asking her how like. I'll talk off air, I guess, about that. No, I we don't kinda, have to. We don't, don't talk about your just, conception, man. I'm no, good. no, no, no. It was just uh, it, it's kind of a funny side story, but uh, yeah. So I kind of turned it into a joke because I was talking about my son, and and the whole punchline was uh, 
you know, because uh, the the kids were telling my kid that he was an accident, and then he came up to me and was like, uh, "Dad, is it true? Am I really an accident?" And I'm like, "Son, yes, but you come from a long line of accidents, young man. <laughs> <laughs> I was an accident just like my dad was before me." No, you know, you tell him, kind of you say, "You're damn right, you're an accident." <laughs> you know what else was an accident? The pretzel. <laughs> and who doesn't love a pretzel? <laughs> I like your way of thinking. Uh, but I mean, it is. I mean, and who's not? An, were you? You were. You were uh, probably meant to be, huh? Dude, that was the most. Beautiful thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> you were probably meant to be, huh? Isn't that normally how it, like, who plans their kids nowadays? I was, my, I was told that I was, I was conceived because my older brother was too much to handle. Oh, really? And they needed something to distract him with. <laughs> so they got you? Yeah, I was, I was literally born just to entertain my older brother. I, I think more, I know more people that had more whoopses. Then uh, we are planning for this child. We are desperately trying to have a child right now. We already have the name. We already know what sex we want. I never see that. I always see. Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm I'm trying my hardest to have a kid right now. Yeah. Yeah. Are you I, just trying to have sex? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so ladies, I mean, I don't care really so much the end result. Right. Well, hey, uh, I I hear it is Cappy's St. Patty's is day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel right Cappy's right now. <laughs> It's like being in the IMAX. You feel the bass in your seat. Right, yeah. Yeah. I haven't been to an IMAX. I drive by it often. No, dude, go to an IMAX. You can bring whatever you want in the theater. Really? Yeah, well, I mean, you can't, like, bring alcohol knowingly into yeah. it. Not, And so I've never have. I went to a movie theater recently that has a bar, uh, namely uh, the, the cinemas around the corner from here in Lowell. Yeah, AMC started putting in um, bars. Thing is, though... Thing is, all right, twenty ounce bottle of water. How much does that cost? Three twenty five. Yeah, three twenty five. How much do you think a beer is gonna cost? Yeah, it's insane. How big do you think the beer is gonna be? I saw somebody and they had like a tiny little plastic cup, and and I, I was curious. I wanted to get a little closer look. Like, is that beer? Does that look like beer? Is that beer? I assumed it was beer. And in my mind, I assumed that it was probably like an $8 beer at that, because I, I don't want to go talk to the bartender. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to look, but he looked bored, so I knew if I looked, he was going to, like, ask me questions. So I... Dude, probably not. I don't know. I don't like the, the bartender at a movie theater. That dude does not want to talk to anyone. He wants to do stuff. So, can I help you? Uh, no. And then he'd be like, okay. <laughs> I just didn't want to how deal with the conversation. You're a little conceited. Of like, how interesting do you think you are? No, it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with him being bored wanting to sell his beer. And, and I just don't want to... Need. All right, it's like when you're walking through a mall and you lock eyes with somebody at a kiosk. You know? Like, I always look at the floor because I don't want to tell them no. I don't want to be rude. Oh, or like, I, I went to King's Island, right? And uh, there's people that tell you, or even go into the aquarium. They want to take your picture. Everybody get together. Everybody get together. Let me take your picture. <laughs> and I, I just look at, I don't want this right now. I need an adult. <laughs> get away from me. And they get the point. And they leave me alone. They don't take my picture. But I hate that. I don't like, I like being in my own world. And if I'm, if I'm with my family, I enjoy them being part of my world. I don't like outside people throwing me off by giving me other options that I was not looking for. Yeah. I don't like, uh, if I, if I want to look at your products, I want to look at your products without being asked, can I help you? If I need help, I'll, I'll look for the guy with a badge and I'll say, hey, can, yeah, 
I want that thing. Yeah, over you there. got a second. Yeah. You got a second friendo. <laughs> hey, boss. It will be friendly. If if I'm walking through and and I see your uh, the Dead Sea moisture cream that you're selling, I'll ask you about it. I hate when they just like, oh, but sorry, but please stop. Because at one point they really, they're, they're like, oh, can you blah blah blah? And I was like, I oh, no thank you. Oh, but sorry, but blah, blah, no thank you. Oh, sir, I was like, listen, absolutely not. I'm yeah. not going to buy any hand lotion today. Please stop trying. It's not going to go anywhere. I promise you. I'm not trying to be rude, but this is not going to work. And then I right. just left. Yeah, I get the, uh, hey, can I ask you a question? And I say, no, you may not. <laughs> you just used your favor up. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Have a good day, sir. You sure can. And look at that. You jumped the gun a little too early. Okay. <laughs> you should have had a different question. I'll see you in a few weeks. Learn to have that as a statement, and you can get a question into me. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of confrontation. I don't know. I mean, how are that you? That sounds a lot like you're not a fan of conversation. No, well, what are we doing right now? We're having conversation. And you don't look like you're enjoying us, it. You're well, crying. I, I, well, it's because I'm cutting up onions, Alan. He is right now cutting <laughs> up onions, and he's not wearing pants. The radio is a weird business. Look, it's a very comfortable chair. It's getting warm in here. And oh, I dude, I know. To last for hey, tomorrow. Hey, man, don't get me wrong. I ain't wearing pants neither, bro. I know. I mean. That explains the smell, but yeah, <laughs> we've already talked about that earlier. Anyway, uh, geez, what were we just saying? Sorry, it's late. Nothing late. important. Nothing man. important. It's I the felt eleven like it was o'clock good. hour. I know, I know. I need to stop saying that. I, I had to write a, this whole paper about this. Uh, oh yeah, what would you uh, write about? I'm very curious about this. Is the uh, other person on the other side of the glass here? Yeah, all right. Um, so I wrote a paper. It had to be eight pages, and it has to be out uh, about an unpaid internship. Oh, so, yeah. so the after party is my unpaid internship. Uh, and I just pretty much, it, and when I, I was just trying to spit it out, you know, like, just, all right, what's about, do a quick outline. And I, it, it I got to six pages and I, I looked at it wrong and I was like, oh, eight pages already? That's great. And I saw it was only six pages and I'm like, oh man, I gotta squeeze some more out. So I just pretty much wrote exactly what I do to, to, to book the show. And, and I have to come, or well, not to, so not I to email book the show. Alan, I say, do you know anyone that's free tonight? <laughs> and he says no, so I tell him to come over. <laughs> to prep the show, not book the show, to prep it. Cause you, it, it does take time. You gotta find the stories. And I read through like 20 different stories before I finally pick four. Uh, and so I guess the poop stories were intentional. <laughs> They're funny poop stories. No, they do. They were winners today. Uh, and and I have to compare it to uh, uh, how it compares to my philosophy degree. Like, how does my philosophy degree help me in this endeavor? And you know, I and I, I kind of wrote in a paragraph, like, look, we're not talking, we're not doing any deep thinking, but we are exploring other possibilities. Like, for instance, when I'm comparing, I'm talking about the news stories. We chat about like why that may have happened, <laughs> what you could have done to avoid that, what should have happened instead. You know, so we're kind of philosophizing, yeah, okay, no, but we're I mean, really it, just it, goofing it, off. It's more inane, but it teaches you to have like you know a deeper understanding of things and where to ask right. better questions about stuff. And, well, yeah, exactly. Or, or to look at things in a different yeah. angle, you know, and and that's how I kind of compared it. And uh, 
I spent a few paragraphs, yeah, how I booked the show, why it's important to book guests for me, because where you have other people that could do radio shows, like, like Ryan Johnston, dude is great. He does two and a half hours every day just talking in the microphone about his point of view, and he just talks to the Merrimack Valley. Me, I couldn't do that by myself. I feel weird. To, maybe I could if I did it, but... Uh, I like talking with my friends. I like talking with you, Alan. I like talking with you, Chris Pouvon. So I feel like that's important to kind of keep, help me keep the conversation going. And plus, sometimes I may see something one way. You're going to see it completely different than me. Because so, of our different philosophies in life. <laughs> that's right. So I, 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 I touch on that a little bit. I talk about uh, the beer segment, that I like the beer segment. Uh, and, and how I like to dig into the story of the beer we're drinking. I like to drink beer, I like to hang out with my friends, and that's why a philosophy degree is gonna help me out. <laughs> that's like, what, three sentences? Yeah. Four. Well, you just have a real big fun. Yeah. So. Double spaced. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. double spaced, but it can only be, uh, it has to be size 12. And I hope it's double spaced, because otherwise it's only four pages right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but when I, when I was emailing my advisor about like what I had to do for the, uh, the, uh, the practicum, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but, gee, alright, so, uh, th this counts as three credits towards my degree, right? And I, I asked, alright, so what, what entails the practicum? What do I have to do? What am I expected to do? It's on the website. Go to the website, look it up. <laughs> that's what the guy grading my paper or who's going to grade my paper that's that's what he explained to me so what do I have to write about a any tips it's on the website really you get paid about $140,000 a yeah. year exactly and you're going to it's on the website I should wait till I get a grade to complain about it well right? I mean he did write it on the website <laughs> he did I had to really like Dig into the website to find it. Really? Uh, yeah, I really yeah, I look for it and uh, and uh, and and it's kind of broad, but it's kind of plain. So I'm thinking, hey, I think I I think I reached the qualifications to what I have to do. Uh, but I get I could send it in in time, and uh, I'm happy I have at least the eight pages. But come on, man, and look, uh, I I can't wait till I have my degree. I'm gonna wait till my I get my degree, and then I'll complain. How many times did you mention Mallow Cups? None. None? None. Throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> Throw out the whole paper. Hot dogs? How many hot dog mentions? However, I did talk about controlled chaos. He's avoiding the question, bro. I know, I am. I didn't talk about any of that. And you're not controlling any of this chaos. No, no, but uh, hey, here's my he, point. If he's not going to talk about hot dogs in this paper, I don't want to hear about this paper. <laughs> All right. Here's my theory on on the whole controlled chaos. What now, about bananas? None. No, no banana reference. I did. I talked about what we do, and I, I talked How about the different segments. How often does my name come up? None. None. No, you're just you're you're. I'm just yes. what? I'm you're, oh you're jeez. Just, yeah, I didn't mean to. Oh jeez. Oh jeez. Just just. I leave bad. for a month. <laughs> no, just, oh jeez. Oh, you know what? I, I, I I'm glad I farted. <laughs> I talked about what it takes to kind of put this show. I mentioned Bob. I did because he he's here every oh, week. Oh, good. And... You mentioned Bob. Yeah, Bob. Oh, no offense, but I feel bad because I mean, Alan's no, he's well, almost like uh, you allow me. No, Bob. Like, I'm just the second uh, host. Because my or look, my my normal job uh, that I get paid for is sitting where Bob sits and and uh, doing everything that Bob's doing. But because Bob is here. I get to do uh, this. I, I don't have to worry about answering the phone or, or or playing bumpers or commercials. I get to sit on this side 
and and just host and that really does take a lot off my mind so i think the whole point when i mentioned bob is the fact that bob he works for free so if he gets sick or if he has some other priorities and he wants to take a day off hey that's all well and good i'll have to produce the show from that side but you know i i appreciate that he's there so i get to do it on this side so i think that was the whole point in yeah the bob whole... i also appreciate that you're here I appreciate you're here. Also. I appreciate you're here, Bob. Look, I'll, I'll send you. No one's uh, no one's yeah. saw you pointed out when I, you said that. All you did was I say think, that, to Bob. I think Alan deserves an honorable mention yeah. because he's, in a paper, he's, come rewrite on, rewrite your school paper. That's a hard thing to do. I got to write another five page paper on the state's right to freedom of association. All right, and how often is my name in that one? Oh man, uh, I'll 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 title it Alan Richardson's. What, what, what do you think about the state's right to freedom of association? Because the whole point is, if a, if a state has the freedom of association, then it should have the freedom of disassociation. Meaning that if refugees were very needy, right, and they needed to come in, much like what we're dealing with now, we have the right to be like, nah, nah, we don't want your kind here. You're not, you're not, we don't want you to assimilate with our people. We can kick you out. So we, we we don't have to take you, but we can export justice so we can take care of your problems on that side. It's crazy paper, and I have to write, explain this guy's view. That's what that five-page paper is. All right, so then you just say, uh, Alan Richardson, however, is a boss. Alan Richardson, however, is a, is a boss, and his view on the whole matter of immigration and whether or not we should take people in and the freedom of association can best be described through viewing the film Running Man. <laughs> With there you children. go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Just add, that's the that's your topic sentence. Yeah. That's your first. That's your big opening statement. <laughs> now in the WCAP paper, I'm gonna have to have you rename it. The Poublon Richardson extravaganza featuring Alan. Right. Um, I don't think this professor is going to dig that. I know him. He's going to dig it. And it's already him. written. I'm not redoing that. I need to get out of college. I'm That's sick cool. of being no, a man. I, no, I, you know what? It's my bad. Honestly, <laughs> this is my, my bad. I'm sorry. My mistake. I thought we were uh, closer than this. I thought, you know, if I come on to the show most weeks and watch your kids sleep and eat their dinners for them, uh, that we'd oh, be friends. Oh, you know what? Now that you mentioned that, I think that is part of my essay. So maybe you are in there. I don't Weird. know. It's been all a foggy haze. He finishes their food? Yeah, yeah, he finishes their food. That's the the benefit of booking guests is you get to meet these weird people that are willing to oh, punish your oh, children. Oh, now I'm a weird person. I'm well, punishing your children? You I'm teaching them weird. important lessons. <laughs> yeah, but that's my word. Oh, it's different? Yeah, oh, it's I'm different sorry. when you say it. Oh. It hurts. Well, I'm not trying to be condescending here. You're trying to oppress me, <laughs> and that's my word. All right. <laughs> I'm not punishing your kids. I'm teaching them important life lessons so they don't grow up soft. <laughs> well, my whole point is I'm very happy. This essay is almost done, but I, I need almost is not. Look, the essays need to stop. I don't want to do this anymore. I, I really I uh, want to be how done. Long, how long do you, uh, do you have this this semester and then next semester? This semester and then uh, I have to summer do, school. I want to do some. I was thinking about doing a summer uh, online Spanish class. And then uh, next semester, I'm not going to be able to do living for the weekend because uh, the only time they offer the one class I'm going to need to graduate is on Fridays from 1230 to 3. Just don't graduate. You won't have to pick up any pizza then. Well, no, Jay picked up the pizza duty, so Jay picks up the pizza <laughs> now. 
But so, uh, I'm, sorry. I'm not going to be able to be part of the beer segment, and uh, that's going to make me cry a little bit. Well, you can just expand this one to an hour. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> just drink beer in class. <laughs> All right, hey, we got to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to end this show. Put me in your school paper. I will. I'll put you in my paper. No, not yet. Maybe, maybe a news story. Everyone listening, put right. me in your essays. Stay with us. You're Professors listening to the After Party on 980 WCP. They love me. It's crazy. Professors love me. Remember Charlie Mops. One, two, three, four, five. Hey, I come in and ask for a After party at 980 WCAP. Hey, stay away from my beer. WCAP, the after party. I'm Chris Poublon. Join the studio. We got Alan Richardson. We got Alan Richardson. <laughs> we have Bob Philpot. <laughs> arguably more important. <laughs> arguably. Not arguably, because he's in the paper. Dude. Hey, no, I'm not talking about the Boston Globe. I'm not talking about the Lowell Sun. I'm talking about. Chris Poublon's paper for When class. was the last time you wrote a paper? Those things are not easy. 2013. What is it now? 2016? No, 2014, huh? I guess. Yeah. I hate it, man. I love yeah, writing like, papers. Really? Oh, I, man, I love it. I used to sit down and pour a big glass of whiskey, and I'd be like, okay, you keep drinking, but you got to keep writing. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't drink and write, man. I, I start falling asleep. Oh, man. I would always put on the Daft Punk soundtrack to Tron Legacy and drink whiskey and just write, like, marathon write papers. Yeah. I, uh. That was back I, when I was an English major. And, and my friend, he got, my friend actually, he bought me a, um, a Jameson bottle, uh, and it was, uh, stored in, uh, stout barrels. It's really interesting. Weird. That sounds deadly. Yeah, it's good. It's it's only eighty proof still, but it's good in coffee. Yeah. But uh, I had a point to that, and I don't have it anymore. Sorry, it's it's getting late. It's, it's did, did that part. make it into the paper? No. It did, well, this part kind of did because. Oh, good. That part kind of did. <laughs> I, I talk about how I actually book it all, like, I, and I segment the whole show. But eleven o'clock, I always kind of run out of steam, and it's kind of like a free for all, and whatever we're talking about, it kind of recycles the last three hours. Oh yeah, no, it's good. And and, and, and it's kind of you kind of leave it up to whoever the booked guest is on the show, and that and that kind of makes it important to have them here. <laughs> Well, the book. I agree. Yes, sorry, Thanks, Bob. 
You're a real important guy, Bob. I would know so. It's in Chris's paper. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, practicum. Yeah, man, there's nine pages. Uh, Read them. <laughs> <laughs> Read them all right now. I, I start with my intro. and I, Yep. Uh, when I was a kid, I thought the idea of working in radio was fascinating. Trash it. It was the first thing I wanted to do in life, but was quickly deterred by my own insecurities. Trash it. I decided to go into cooking instead. When I realized I didn't want to cook, I joined the military, hoping that in four years, maybe I will have figured out what I want to do with my life. Go further in your eating disorders. <laughs> I, I just got to mention how I get into radio. I don't want to read this. Now read every line until you get to the part where it talks about me. My friend Bob helps me Whoa, with... whoa, whoa, whoa. Not only, not only is Bob in this paper, but he's introed as my friend Bob. Yeah. I think it should be uh, my number one fan, Bob. <laughs> my number one fan, Bob, helps me with the show by, in quotes, working the board. Uh, the board has 10 channels that are all used to send audio to our transmitter, which in turn broadcasts those audio waves into the world. Uh, we are both separated by a wall of glass so we can still see each other. No, you forgot to mention the wall of sexual tension. <laughs> the glass wall The will they it. or won't they of Pooplon and Philpod? So he answers the phone... We won't hear the phone ring. Very occasionally. Or him take talking to the caller. Sometimes he'll leave his microphone on, and we do hear it all. <laughs> but I didn't leave that in the paper. Um, no, you've already talked about Bob plenty in the paper. I said Bob can chime into the conversation whenever he finds it necessary. He can also play funny sound effects. Bob's main jobs are to answer the phone, connect the callers to the show, play spots when we go to commercial pl break, and play and be musical my bumpers. Best friend. Play musical bumpers <laughs> when we get back on the air, and cue me when the show is about to end. He allows me to sit in the host's chair and focus my attention <laughs> to the segments I have already booked. He lets you do that. Yeah, he lets me do that. Did ask his permission before every single show? No, but he allows it by sitting over there, uh, and it, it doesn't have to be verbally communicated. Bob, next show you're sitting over here with me. And am I supposed to write you a check for this? Chris, no, or? no, no, no. <laughs> And uh, there has been nights when I worked the board on my own show. Uh, since Bob works for free, I can't expect him to be there every week, but it is a tremendous help when he is. That's what I wrote about Bob. That's what you wrote? All right, so that's, what, three pages of Bob? No, that's only, like, one paragraph. It's just a really long paragraph. That is a really long paragraph. Bob, honestly, that's beautiful. If I were you, I'd be touched. But unfortunately, <laughs> I'm me, and I am touched. Not in a good way, in a slapped way. Slap right across the face. Let me see when I add guests. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe after, Alan, we can go down no, downstairs I, I just, and we can I didn't mingle see. with the women. Yeah, you yeah. can with the ladies. <laughs> I'll take a couple of fives home. I can't control what my guests will say, but I uh, uh, yeah. but I certainly don't have to include them in the paper. Oh, don't be offended. This was a tough <laughs> paper. I was just trying to get the words on there. You know what would have made a lot more words are things like Alan Richardson, <laughs> frequent guest. Sometimes my guests like to screw with me by talking about mallow cups. See, I would accept that. Mallow cups are these things that are like <laughs> <laughs> That would be so awesome. And every other week we have to go over what mallow cups are made from. And again, a mallow cup is similar to a peanut butter cup, but it has marshed mallow inside instead of peanut butter. 
<laughs> so that that was uh, uh the gist of is the that why you didn't put me in the paper? Is because the Mallow Cubs? That, yeah, that's exactly why. <laughs> we should never have talked about the Mallow Dude, Cubs. Dude, you're so petty. You're, you're, you're Tom Petty right now. <laughs> what, what about a news story? Can you, Free fall. Would you be okay with that, Alan? If he slid you into news story, <laughs> but he would have to do something to be in a news story. Uh, I do stuff all the time. Yeah, you do. You do do things all the time. Yeah, I do do things all the time. I do do almost nonstop. It's uh, it's honestly a do do problem. <laughs> and when I leave here, you know what? I'm gonna do do on your car. Well, I well my cars are par- well. You know where I live. Yes, I do. Yeah, and uh, I mean, how fast is that steak gonna go through you? I mean, all you ate today. Oh, it's already that, on Jesus. the other side. I'm just gonna scoop it out. Oh, that's awful. All right, hey, it's 11.42 hey, you know p.m. Your best friend not putting you in his in his research paper. Um, I'm sorry, man. I just, like I said, you you don't. Oh, understand. no, don't worry about. It. I wasn't talking to you. I said my best friend. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say radio acquaintance. <laughs> I said my best friend didn't put me in his research paper. But also, now that you mention it, I am also kind of offended. My radio acquaintance, Chris Poublon, didn't put me in his paper neither. All right, look, uh, you, you're going to write a paper and put me in it? I just wanted to get this paper I done. have. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I talked about you in a couple of papers. Oh. Oh, it's cool, though. <laughs> it's cool. Don't worry about it. I, I want to see these papers. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, I just don't want to write any more papers. And I keep telling myself, you know, like, hey, this is the last philosophy class I'm going to be in. But I have to write a five-page paper based on one guy's argument and like three people against his argument and why they're none of which, argument. mind you, are me. No, none of them are you. And if it were, it might be a little easier, and but it might be a better paper. Maybe, but this is just uh, maybe. But Bob, you know what, Bob? You want to know something, Bob? We'll never know. No, we sure won't. No, we won't. No. Hey, uh, call in if you're writing a paper <laughs> and you need some help with it and you want to put me in it because I make an awesome topic, no matter what some radio acquaintances of mine have said. Right, friend Bob? I'm with you. <laughs> Thanks, friend Bob. All right, radio acquaintance Pooblon. I often have to write... Uh... Oh. What was that? It was a hawk. That was terrifying. I often have to write long, boring strategy documents at work. Maybe, Alan, I'll just slip your name right in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, a, what kind of documents are they for? What, uh, what strategy? Like, for, for like, Strategico? It's, it's for, <laughs> for testing software. I got the spy. Oh, you should definitely put me in there, yeah. <laughs> we'll, like, let, we'll let Alan Richardson go after this one. You just say things like, don't include Alan Richardson in the strategy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because you certainly shouldn't, and you should be instructed to not include me in the strategy. Right. I, I just don't know where I'd put you in my essay, man. Oh, I don't know. Somewhere, if there's a part of it that's about the after party. Well, the whole thing's about the after party. Oh, well then, this should be pretty easy. But I just, <laughs> I, I, I just don't see how, like, I'm trying to blanket it to just show what I do. The only reason I put Bob in there is because he's, he's, doing... he's your friend. You mentioned that. Well, no, you're my friend also. I don't know, man. <laughs> Friends are in each other's papers. <laughs> Not all the time. I I see that. It's just it I I just don't think he'd buy it. He doesn't think I have friends. That's no, yeah, okay. Let's, yeah, just deflect this. Just go right ahead. Here, let me This is this is the first sentence of your paper. Once a week, 9 p.m. I sit down with my two best friends, 
<laughs> and we go on an audible journey through the airwaves of AM radio. Yeah. I have learned and grown and changed. This is a paper about the after party. <laughs> In parentheses, but mostly Alan Richardson. Right. So I'm really doing a documentary essay. An auto, not an autobiography, but a biography. No, you just talk about me a lot more than you did. Right, and your love for hot dogs. Yeah, and bananas. And bananas. And what was the other and one band. I said? And yeah, think of all the musical yeah. guests he's brought in. I know. Yeah, I know. sometimes I include musicians for variety. I know, which uh, we're gonna have uh, Carissa Johnson in here soon. Aren't At we? some point. Uh, I also uh, ran across somebody. She was in a little while. I, uh, she's a friend of Keith Humphreys. Uh, a very talented fella, and I think he's going to come in to play guitar for her, and she's going to sing. That'd be cool. Are you going to write about it? No. <laughs> I did write about our musical guests going theme. we have in. But you I wrote I, about them. I, I wrote about them in general, though. I, I didn't, I just, because uh, um, lately we've been doing more top ten lists, and I like the top ten list because it's something to talk about, but I can easily... And you don't have to write about it in your paper. No, I, I, yeah, I wrote about that too. Oh my god, this yeah, is getting it's, painful. It's a segment. Well, what I did was I wrote. They about say, all you know what? Segments. I don't care what they say about passing a kidney stone. There's nothing that can be worse in this moment for me right now. <laughs> I'm sure there's been plenty of worse moments. Come on, you went to like New York with like bananas. Yeah, that was awesome. You, and you know what? I was. Re- you know what? You know what's the most fun about that is that? what I did before I went to New York is I worked in the daytime. And then I drove to an unspecified radio program, had what I thought was a great time with what I thought were a couple of my best friends, and then went to New York and had an adventure, and I thought to myself, I can't wait to talk about this on this unspecified radio program that I'm going to return to. And when I came back from New York, I was on that radio program again, right. as I usually am. Yeah, and, that, and then uh, we, we chatted And then me, me, yeah, uh, well, don't ruin the surprise for what the unspecified radio program is, but then I came back to which I thought were two of my very good friends, and we chatted about my trips, and we had a great time, and then all of a sudden I find out that one of my supposed friends had written a paper about this unspecified radio program that we do, and... Then I find out I'm not even in the paper. This, this is this is hell. <laughs> this is hell. Hey, look, I'm. Uh, this is the worst day of my life. I I apologize. Um, this, you know what? No, because you've you've ruined St. Patrick's Day for me, <laughs> and not this. You you've ruined me for other St. Patrick's Days. But it, look, writing papers are hard. Nope. And I got all the. False. I just didn't see. I didn't write anybody's. Names besides Bob. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. And, and there's no one else in the room with you here except Bob. So th- I'm just saying it, th- it was unnecessary. <laughs> it was unnecessary. You I know wrote what? comedians. You guys are important, as and but all of you are important. If I wrote your name, I'd have to write everybody's name. No, you wouldn't. I feel like I'd have to write Matt Barry's name. I'd have to write Nathan Burke's You know name. what? You could write Matt Barry's name because I beat him for New England's Best Bar comic. I crushed yeah. him. Yeah. Another time where you could have just linked our names together. And right. also, we're friends, me and Matt Barry. That's much, true. much the way I thought we all were. You, we all are. Really? But I, Do you I have just... a paper to prove it? <laughs> I don't have a paper to prove Bob's You don't your friend. have a paper about me, okay? I have so many. Until you have a paper about me that's it, 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 like an eight page paper and I only take like maybe three sentences, then that's. 
then I'll apologize. I take up 23 characters. But I just want to get this turned in, and I want to get a grade. And then I and then I want to finish the next two classes I have. Espanol. And then I want to be done with college. You know so, what I want to do? I want to throw up in my mouth right now. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty upset. Well, it's 11.49. You got, like, 11 minutes. I know. How much longer can I be mad about this? I mean... <laughs> like, like, uh... Like 11 more minutes? minutes. Alright, yeah, because I'm pretty ticked off. Yeah. I mean... I don't know, man. I thought it was hard when I didn't get into Yale that year. <laughs> Did you really? No. No, you didn't think it was I think, hard? No. You know, when I first started applying for schools, I went straight for UMass Lowell. Yeah. And with, But with my... Like, I just got out of the military, and I knew I'd get the post-9-11 GI Bill so I could just go to school. I applied for UMass Lowell, and uh, but I had a horrible high school transcript. And I'm like, I can't, I can't go straight to UMass Lowell. They actually ask you for, like, references and stuff. Like, that's, like, a legitimate place to get into. I couldn't just go there, so I, I went to Middlesex Community College first, and I'm like, you got to crawl before you walk again, buster. Yeah, I went right to Northern Essex, and then I left. Yeah. And then I went right to Northern Essex, and now, I left. Now, did you get any degree? Associates? I got a degree of fun. <laughs> I got certainly a few degrees of that. Honestly, I have I got like a third degree burn today from oh, my yeah? supposed friend, Chris Kuglum. <laughs> oh, my God. You're bringing it back. You're bringing it back. Uh, uh, no, I did not get a degree. Well, I, I, I was very close. I was close to like associates in English, and then I changed over to business, and then I was like three classes away from that, and I switched to accounting. Yeah, and then I, I was like only a few cro- credits away from that. Then I left. <laughs> now, if you started back up, do those still stay? Yeah, I still yeah. have I think like th- three more years before the credits go away. Yeah, but I don't. I forgot everything. Really? Yeah, I'm not remember accounting stuff. Do you think I ever think about accounting stuff? Probably not. That's too bad. I mean, it, it, I, do you think like getting that associates is like the save point? You know, like, all right, good. I got everything I need. I got my associates. I can't go backwards. The associates is always going to be the associates. Oh, like, no, man, that's a an associates degrees. Like, have like, a poop in your pants. It's like a high school like diploma a, it, it, number two. It certainly makes you stick out. Right, like, just a little bit. Yeah, just like, ooh. What yeah, that's why I'm getting the Maybe bachelor's. Maybe we should put that guy in a paper. <laughs> well, that's why I'm getting the bachelor's degree. Yeah. So I get the bachelor's degree, and that's like, okay, cool. Now now you can get paid a little bit more money. Not a lot more, but a little bit more money. Well, now you're a master. You know, you're going to you're gonna be a bachelor or something. Then you've got to become a master of I'm something. I'm not going to do the master's. Do you get a master's? No, not yet. Bob, how far did you go? I got the bachelor's, and I'll tell you, it's funny. I'm just hearing, I'm hearing you guys talk about this stuff, but I, 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 to this day, I still occasionally have these dreams of like I never finished, and I just need like six more credits, <laughs> and I just if I just take this one class, oh, those I'm, are I'm, awful nightmares. I'm glad. It's yeah, Chris, console me. your friend Bob. <laughs> you know, uh, one of the nightmares that I would have is uh, when I got out of the military is that I reenlisted. Yeah, that sounds way sadder than Bob's dream. That sounds like that, that does definitely. Yeah, that sounds like a way bummer, man. That your yeah. nightmare is you reenlisting, and that's like there's a deep sadness in that thought. Man. Yeah, like like, like I'm uh, honestly upset now. I would. I'm, I, I'm not I'd even gonna mention these, the fact that I'm offended about you not putting me in the. Paper. I'd have these dreams where I reenlisted, and I'm, I'm wearing my 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 green camis and everything, and I'm like in the military, and I'm like. What did I do? <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, it was it was a bummer. But then I wake up and I'm like, oh, thank God. <sighs> yeah, that's sad. <laughs> I'm like really bummed out now. But I don't have those dreams as much as I I, I did. I know when I when I got home from boot camp, I went to bed and uh, I just I actually I, I say I went to bed, but I really got drunk and passed out on the couch. And I woke up. Going and, to bed. And my mom, my mom came home. And I remember seeing her. And I really had to use the bathroom. But in my mind, I couldn't get up until I asked permission. You know? And, and my, like after a few minutes, I'm like, idiot, you can get up whenever you want. You don't have to ask permission. <laughs> but because that was so drilled in my head, it was amazing. Like that kind of stood out to me. That's kind of one of the things that kind of, uh, kind of messed me up a little bit that I asked permission. I can, that's I, wild. I'm a man. Hey, speaking of asking permission, um, could I be included in your paper? Well, do you want to write the paragraph? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. You send it to me, and I'll debate on whether or not I put it in the no, paper. No, I put it in. I, I Whatever I type is stuck there forever. Well, can I send my first draft to the professor? After I write the paragraph. <laughs> and send a second draft, like, included, including your paragraph? This is a better version. <laughs> this features Alan Richardson. <laughs> yeah. But I I don't know, man. I, I I my bachelor's degree is really important and uh Is it? How about this? Once I get my college degree, I'll write another paper all about Alan Richardson. I don't need some BS crap paper to make me feel better. What if I just write a paper about you that I don't have to turn in? That would work. (laughs) (laughs) Just write my name down on a piece of paper. I'll be happy. Really? All right. Well, I will do that. I will write a paper. It'll be about Alan Richardson. How many pages does it have to be? Like two? At least seven. Oh, no. I can't do seven. (laughs) (laughs) You you think you can capture my beauty and wisdom in under seven pages? Maybe uh, three sentences. What, are you on meth? Or four, eight, three paragraphs. I could probably capture it all. Three paragraphs? You you can capture all my beauty and wisdom in three paragraphs? Maybe. You're full of crap. Well, look, I will try to write the paragraph, and then you'll read it on the air, and we'll see how we go. Oh, I'm going to read it on the air, and people are going to be like, oh, my God, I've never heard this Dr. Seuss novel. It's crappy. They're going to be like, why hasn't Chris been famous yet? He's a local And then I'm going to read the paragraph and be like, oh, there we go. (laughs) Because he writes like a real turd Ferguson. Look, it's going to be great. And, uh, look, I'll, I'll try. But I, I, I have to get my mind focused away from all the other stuff. Like, I still need to learn Spanish. You need to learn to stop breaking people's hearts and toying with uh, their emotions. I need to just stop learning. You need to start booking other comedians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's difficult, man. I don't, I don't know anybody. I know, man. That's why you got me. Yeah, see? Look at that. I, I just don't raise hey, you in my, looking my at that. essay. Look at that essay you wrote. <laughs> Does it mention that helpful part? Oh, man, why doesn't breakfast deliver? We've had this conversation. Yeah, we have. I, I, I know. I've I been listening to old shows, and I know that at some point I'm just going to have to deliver you some scrambled eggs. I know. Yeah. I know. I, I, you know what? I think I was on that episode's. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just yeah, that's I right. Agree. Plural episodes. I, I'm just thinking about breakfast. With my friend Look, Bob. In about uh, four, three minutes, I'm gonna have to say goodbye to you guys. Kick me out. I'm gonna have to uh, no, lock the doors with you. And then uh, I'm gonna have to go sleep on a cot. And then I'm gonna have to wake up and do the news. So uh, I'm sorry, man. It's okay. I, I get to go. I, I get to listen to the dulcet tones of uh, Dick Summer. That's, that's going to be beautiful, man. You're going to have a great night. 
Yeah. You're going to have wonderful dreams about papers about me. You know, man. What? <laughs> wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> I assume that wasn't Bob, right? That was no, you? that was me. Yeah, that that, was I could me. tell. That was amateur hour. Well, uh, well, Alan, he's never made that noise for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I only put him in my essay. Yeah, that's that's the respect, Bob. And I said his name like four times in that one paragraph. You think it's cool because he made it up with me in the back of a cab? Because he takes you out for dinner and introduces you to his parents. <laughs> you tell me who's the real winner. Oh, You're man. in the essay, oh, Bob. Man. Look, I don't know what we're talking about tomorrow on the morning show, but I'll tell you, I know we have Cape Ann Brewing Company coming in after 2 o'clock on Living for the Weekend. You should ask them about their capes and if they have cloaks instead. They have good beer. They're pretty good. I, I like their beer. Thank you, Bob. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know this is control chaos. And, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, well, this is eleven o'clock. This is uh, eleven o'clock. Yeah, I, I like listening to WBZ when I'm on my way to work in the morning because uh, uh, Joe Matthews. You can kind of catch him candidly, uh, where he's kind of chatting and just goofing off with the other host, and then immediately after the show, the guy goes straight into news mode. And it's so cool because he doesn't get out of it. He's very serious. So I don't know. It's, it's pretty. It's a pretty neat contrast listening to radio. It does sound pretty neat. Maybe you should write a paper about him too. I'm not gonna. Anyway, hey, Seems Alan, to be a running theme in your life. You're uh, you're one of my favorite guys to hang out with. Dude, you're one of my favorite guys, and, and oh, I'm, I'm oh, very happy. I want to leave this show, show on a note of love. <laughs> I love coming back. I miss this place. And. uh... I don't know if you're hanging out next week also. I'll be gone for two weeks. Oh, you are? Where are you going? Well, I'll be uh, in Maine and Lincoln's next week. Ah, I got and then you. Um, I'm, going, I got, I'm going to see the Roast Battle 2 at uh, Davis Square Theater in Boston. All right. Well, I, I'll have to book the show then. Jeez, i got to figure something out. Yeah, hey, just look through your paper. Find a yeah, friend. I know. I, I actually <laughs> wrote about Mike LaPlante and Mark Gallagher and Rick Doucette and Nathan Burke. I'll, I forgot about those guys. But I'll throw you in there. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yo. 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 Yo.